I love you guys. I There is no other way to break it down. We've got this countdown going on. We're trying to figure out when to press the live button. StreamYard hasn't even caught up to tell us the numbers. And we've got mixed memorabilia before live is even pressed. Hello, everyone. Pedro Santos, opa, opa, opa. Francis Solan. I spy with my little eye. Greetings and felicitations. And followed by John has a long moustache. I love you, Francis Lalonde. <laughs> no, I love you guys, man. Absolutely love you guys. Thank you for tuning in and just making it something. Like even mm. last week, um, Nick and I had one of those rare moments where we get a couple of minutes to talk post podcast. Like we press yeah. live, we're still in studio, like end broadcast, it's there. We just had a capture. It was like, you guys are absolutely the ones. Will Johnson, welcome back, my friend. Mission Impossible Fallout, without a doubt, my favorite spy film. It's uh-huh. a good choice. It's uh-huh. a very good choice. So I love it that we don't even have to say, and this topic is, because you guys have all been dropping all the hints already, so I do love you guys for it. It's, I don't, I'm, I'm in a good mood today. <laughs> I'm in a oh, good mood. Um, tell me why, bro. I'm very glad. <laughs> no, bro, do you know what? It, <laughs> no, here comes the miserable get finally in a good mood. I don't know. No, but like just in general, um, I'm. It's it's been a mad week, but like it's been uh, Andy Hart. Evening to you, sir. Evening, gents, he says. But, um, yeah, it's, it's just been a good day. Like, we, you know, a couple of weeks ago was the global one and everything else tries to attack us as it does. But today's just been a, a good day and I'm fairly confident with my movies. I mean, uh, obviously, glaring emissions as, as per usual. Some did not <laughs> my world. Some did not rock my world. I'm waiting for them to come up and I'll be like, yeah. But, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a good one. It's February as well, so. Gavin Mann's in the house. Good evening. I'm still listening. This is in reference to the fact that he messaged me on Twitter saying, I'll listen, but interaction is not going to be there because my man's got some DIY to do. Uh, Pedro Santos says, out of the Mission Impossible films, number one is my favorite, followed by five, but I guess I like all of them. They are all good. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it will come up in the topic as it does. So when they do, if whichever one. By the way, while we're on this, get the tangent out of the way if it by any means is a franchise but different film are we just taking it because it's a different film it's not it's not the, the spy itself is it so we could talk about each film in its own time that's a really good question i think we need to put the feelers out and say look if it's part of a franchise we can punt on the franchise so we can talk about the franchise cumulatively that makes okay. sense Fair play. um but we've made a rule to ourselves movie fans only one movie per franchise on our individual list so you're not going to see three james bond movies and two mission impossible movies there may be a different mission impossible movie for instance that comes up on each of our lists that's fine but on our respective lists one movie per franchise has been the rule otherwise yeah. we could just do a bond f- fucking thing or <laughs> top 10 bond movies continued done that. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, by the way, speaking of Fanuary, this was Pedro Santos's pick. So Pedro Santos, who just ranked his Mission Impossible movies, this was his pick. So thank you, Pedro, for coming thank up with a much, really good yeah. topic. Uh, then the text in the house. Hey, hey, Wagwan. Uh, and Francis Lalonde likes the franchise rule. Yeah, cool. And I hope uh, Mixed Pedro. Memorabilia does too, because Mixed Memorabilia <laughs> was in a very anti-Hollywood mood, mood earlier this week on Twitter. I was like... Mixed memorabilia is like one of the nicest people on Twitter. And they called us out saying, like, why are you going commercial? Why are you selling out? It's like, what? Oh. What, what have we done? What have we done? <laughs> so I, I'm gonna put the, the apology up. I'm sure mixed memorabilia, you've seen that. I do try to 
be a bit out there and be like my golden gem. It doesn't always happen. And it's what kind of catches your attention, what you get to see. And then I, I did want to go out there. And as much as schedules do calm down, you just need that bit more time sometimes. So it's not a sellout. It's just what I've seen. When I have a chance to, even if it's not in my favourites, if I have a chance to edutain, I will throw that in. <laughs> Trust me. So yeah, that's, that's the silver screen. Um, and just to pick up Andy Hart's point here, as you're only doing one per franchise, probably best to put. Yeah, so this is what we said, oh. Andy. The punt and talk together. If I say Mission Impossible, what, what have you got now? Six, and AJ's got like Mission Impossible four, two, two oh, whatever. Four. Probably is two, <laughs> knowing you. Um, but like it's six versus four. Um, then we'll punt and talk about the franchise when we get higher. Mm. Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, by the way, lovely words from Will Johnson here. Silver Screen Dudes is one of the best underrated YouTube channels I've ever seen. This just made my day. Day? <laughs> that's a that's a that's a, a venom symbiotic day because that was our day for sure. Like, no, thank you. That you you know that that good mood I was in. Will you've just boosted it even more? Like, thank you so much. Really appreciate. Do you know what's just raised my spirits? Will Johnson also says saw no time to die, but didn't like the way Hollywood had to kill James Bond. Just my gut. Thank you, Will Johnson. You know. Um, Andy, wait and see. Oh shit! Sounds, okay, Andy says sounds like AJ has an MI as a worst. Solo locks in the house. Hey guys, it's Biffa the Hobbit. <laughs> I love the amount. How many YouTube accounts? I thought I was. <laughs> I thought I had a few accounts, but hey, keep them going. Always welcome. No matter. Makes memorabilia says De Niro has only directed two films, one being, being the excellent of Bronx Tale, and the other, The Good Shepherd. These are both great movies. Frank Torres in the house. Hey, Hello, Frank. friends. Hope you're well. Power of the Dog is not best picture material and shouldn't have won the Golden Globes. So hear me, Frank Torres, and I say this to everyone listening. Fight me if you disagree. The Golden yeah. Globes, yeah, they stupid. <laughs> Don't use them as a reference for for any type of movie validation. They have so too I'm many different gonna, categories. I'm just going to go with it before. I think we had a small um, talk on it before. It's by different ways that people consume media permits for different award ceremonies. And I will leave it as that. However, as a rule of thumb, and probably just to avoid the constant arguments between the Silver Screen Dudes, the Silver Screen Dudes choose to acknowledge the Oscars and the Oscars when it comes to film um, awarding. But I... By the way, can we go on a first proper tangent here? I know this is a movie podcast, but good fucking Lord, have you seen the amount of good TV that's coming out this year? And but I you... do not watch TV. I do not watch TV. There'll be the odd series I catch each year. You know, they've got the squid. I think it's fair to count Netflix, Amazon, HBO. If it's a series, it's TV, it's it's not a series but you're a movie guy. Yeah, it's not a movie, basically. Yeah. Right. So series that may be on streaming services. I'm not necessarily talking terrestrial TV. Jesus, fuck. We have got some good stuff coming out this year. Like okay. it is so, insane. So, yeah. Um. Oh, God. While we're on that, because I know that we've got How I Met Your Mother, or How I Met Your Father coming out, RIP to Bob Sagent, Sergeant, I don't know how to pronounce his surname. Saget. Saget, even. That would be the one. Um, who was the voice of Ted in How I Met Your Mother. Um, yeah, another dearly departed. And, of course, there was no way we are going to say RIP without mentioning... Sydney Poitier. The, yeah, the, the barrier breaker that is Sydney Poitier. Wow. We need to do a top 10 on him. It won't be timely given that we're honoring Fanuary January, but we do need to do a top so, 10. So put it this way. There are two ways I could throw this out to you. 
And it Go both on. falls into the category that would be acknowledged. Black History Month. We could take the US version of February or October. I might mm-hmm. even leave October because as much as I love and respect the guy, no, I haven't seen enough films. I, that, that's being it. But, yeah. I, yeah. We'll talk about that, but we are yeah. going to do do something to honor Sidney Project. And also, thank you, Biffa the Hobbit, RIP to Peter Bogdanovich. Thank you for pointing that one out, that too. One RIP again. Yeah, one of the great. 2022. It's, yeah, keeps on getting. Do you know what I hate? You know this festive season that we have? Yeah. There's always. People this... die. Yeah. Um, Carrie, I, gonna... Carrie Fisher died around this time. I'm going to put a quick shout out, I didn't even mean to, but to a friend of mine by the name of Abby, who works where I work, amongst other places, sadly lost her dad on Christmas Day. So while we're on that, I would oh, like to put, yeah. Bro, well, that's her having her Christmas ruined forever. Bro, I messaged her Boxing Day, like, oh my God, hadn't had a chance to message you, got the news. So, um, yeah, yeah, from the, from the Silver Screen, condolences to the Barber family out there. Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. condolences to anyone who's lost a loved one. Indeed, indeed. We, we don't right. admit it. Yeah. Um, but you know, but get, can I just list <laughs> go through this list? Because no, yeah, no, but yeah, yeah. this blew my mind. Like, you know, I am not a TV guy. I'll be late to the party. You know, I came up five years ago going, Have you what was that fucking one with Kano and uh and and, <laughs> top and, and actually what's top boy. Yeah, you I came up where once Drake could put some money behind. <laughs> yeah, you all seen Top Boy, and you're like, well, yeah, but, but yeah, five five house before you yeah. Top Boy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm always late to this shit. So but Pedro, just, we're like, about to answer your question of what are a couple of t- titles you're looking forward to on TV. We are literally coming up. Here we go. So. By the way, star that message from Will Johnson because that's a good one. We'll come back to that in a moment. Uh, so here we go. Not all of these are going to be amazing TV, but you are talking to a pair of fucking nerds here. So there is going to be some proper IP nerdy stuff, which we're excited about. I did see, I think it was Pedro Santos that said Ozark season four. No, Mixed Memorabilia. Ozark season four. I saw the trailer for that and having never watched an episode of Ozark, that actually made me think, oh, I need to watch Ozark. So I know Ozark season four is like top of a lot of people's list. So I'll run through what's coming out and I'll tell you what my most anticipated of the year is. So you've got Peacemaker, which is John Cena's Suicide Squad spinoff. That's dropping in two days. <laughs> That's two days. Um, if you don't like this, I get it. But How I Met Your Father which is not a continuation. It's just a new take on How I Met Your Mother. AJ and I both like How I Met Your Mother. So, so I'm a casual, but I'm still interested to see how they do it. Um, I've not really gone deep into How I Met Your Mother, but I've never hated it. So I'm, mm. I am interested to see what they've got. That, that's my... One I'm hugely excited about is Pam and Tommy. Yes, Pam yes, and... yes. That I've looks seen, I've seen, you've fucking seen the trailer, brilliant. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Damn. Pam and Tommy looks amazing. Vikings Valhalla looks fantastic. The Boys Season 3, which is what they were saying that it was going to be a December release, is coming out on June 3rd. I'm so fucking excited. I love The Boys Season 3. Then, hands down, nothing touches this. My most anticipated series of the year, The Lord of the Rings. Oh my fucking God. Sorry. <laughs> we are getting a Lord of the Rings show. <gasps> I'm scared for you. <gasps> so I have scared. to be honest. I'm so scared. scared for you. So I, scared. I can't get I can't get disappointed by this, but the passion that you have, yeah, yeah. I'm, scared oh, I'm so scared. You. I'm so scared. But I, I'm one of the people who loves the Lord of the Rings, and I also like the Hobbit. I don't get the hate for the Hobbit. The third movie was not very good. 
I think the second part of The Hobbit is fucking stellar. And the first part needed to happen. It was set up. But yeah, Lord of the Rings, nothing comes close to my level of anticipation. Then we've got the Game of Thrones prequel, House of Dragons. Yeah, that looks kind of awesome. Then you've got The Mandalorian Season 3. Then you've got The Last of Us. Pedro, I'm awesome in everything Pascal. The fucking Mandalorian is also fucking Joel from Last of Us. Like, ha! Yes, please. Then you've got The Sandman. Now, this is one of the greatest graphic novels ever written. AJ, to use your quote, if you don't know, get to know this fucking comic. All right. Then you've got this I'm excited for. The final season of Peaky Blinders coming out. Then you've got Mrs. Marvel on Disney+. Plus. Then you've got She-Hulk on Disney+. Plus. Miss Marvel, sorry. Then you've got Star Wars Obi-Wan. That I'm afraid of. Everyone getting excited about Anakin Skywalker and Hayden returning? I'm like, you remember he sucks, right? I know your nostalgia is big and you're like rolling with it, but do you remember the problem with the prequels? It was epitomized and personified by, aside from the terrible writing, Hayden Christensen. Why are people happy he's coming back? There's no reason. This is, where he's an this is where people might say it depends how he's directed. And... No, listen, there's definitely something to be said about a good director getting the most out of a subpar actor. Patty Jenkins got a lot out of Gal Gadot, more than she had reason to. James Gunn got a hell of a performance out of um, Drax the Destroyer, Dave Batista. So there's de- f- higher ground sucker fucking dick with that shit. Oh, man. Um, yeah, so I'm excited but terrified for Star Wars Obi-Wan. Moon Knight. Moon Knight with Oscar Isaac. That's going to be incredible. So you've opened the can of worms with the with the Hayden thing. I knew it was going to come, so it like, had to... So um... Even Natalie Portman was bad, Hayden was worse. Move on. And even Francis as well. Yes, Nico, Hayden equals huge wife. Why are people happy? Like, have people literally, like, gotten onto this let's hate the sequels bandwagon and try and hold the prequels in this rever- reverence which they have never deserved? If ever. I hear anyone, if I hear anyone start to appreciate... Unlimited uh, power! If anyone starts to appreciate... Um, what's his face from the episode one? Jake Jar Jar Binks. If, if, if there's Jar Jar Binks appreciation coming up, I'm done. <laughs> I sign off. I sign off at that point. The other Star Wars series. and So we're getting, hang on, we're getting three Star Wars series this year. That's Mar- fucking Marvel had their insane. turn last year. Insane. Yeah. And then we're getting an, an, oh, an, another Witcher series called Blood Origin. By the way, The Witcher season two. Mwah. Bella. 15 minutes in and we've only talked about TV. <laughs> but that, I'm sorry. If we do happen to go into a lockdown again. Ain't ever been a better year for it. Because <laughs> look at this shit. Look at you know streaming. I have to become the TV the Mount Rushmore. <laughs> streaming is in such a place right now that it is. It, it, yeah, yeah. It, like it's in a good place to to appreciate TV. Like you know, if there was a lockdown in a in a world where you know we celebrated the arrival of Channel Five, this is UK talking. Um, oh. It's a lot different to a place where you've just got Netflix. Prime, BBC Plus, Brickbox, and um, Disney Plus. That's that's you know, as well as your Sky. That's that's not bad. It's not a bad place to be. 
it is a good place to be. I still say that streaming services are going to be the deathbed of cinema. And when everyone that happens, which it will eventually, not not soon, but it will happen eventually. That is going to destroy middle ground cinema. Everyone's then going to be complaining. There's only art house and there's only big budget blockbusters. Yeah, because you fuckers stayed, not you fuckers, but you fuckers <laughs> stayed home and didn't go and support mid-range cinema. Who went to see the French Dispatch? Nobody. Good film. Uh, hang on. Biffa the Hobbit says, Batman getting delayed. That I wasn't aware of. No, I have not heard that. I have not heard that. To my knowledge, Biffa, it's still on for March. Please share a link if you've got one. Um, so I just want to bring up Will Johnson's here. This has been brought up before, but since Will Johnson is new, I wonder who the next James Bond is going to be. Everyone says Tom Hardy. I want Fassbender. I think Fassbender is at the right place. I yep. think Fassbender is at the right place. He's got the right frame. I think he, he's, he's got the look. Need. He's got what we need. He's got what we need um, to, to, to carry the mental piece, carry the torch, as it were. You know, the best thing about Fassbender, he's not Daniel Craig. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that is one way of looking at it. Um, yeah, I, I think he would. I think he would be our the, the best choice we 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 have out there. Um, yeah, no, I, I I could go with Fassbender. Good shout. I like Fassbender. Uh, so I'm just looking through all the comics. There seem so I'm not the only one who's quite excited about the TV coming out this year. In a nutshell. Will Johnson says, I didn't like The Last Jedi. Will Johnson, you and many people, my friend. Many, many, many people. I happen to like it, but I completely, I will never defend The Last Jedi. Like, I get why people have issues with it. There are major problems with it. That, and That's it just showed that there was... Yeah. No, there were major problems with The Bro, Last Jedi. I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not in-depth enough. I, I would appreciate it. It's not, it wasn't... Oh, what was the first one? Is this the trilogy, the, the sequel? Hmm? The Force, Force Awakens. Awakens, your movie. Force Awakens. Right? Force Awakens had me gassed. Last Jedi was like, yeah, it's a continuation that I could accept. So I, I, I get it. I, I didn't hate it, but yeah, it wasn't as exciting for me personally mm. as a casual. Then the text says Henry Cavill for the next Bond in an ideal world. Yes, will not happen though. Um, fast bend. Nah, it's not completely out of the question. Yes, it is. Okay, it's completely out of the question. Um, Pedro Sancto says fast bender would have been a great choice ten years ago. Too old to start now. In that case, I would like Richard Madden. They're just thinking, who's Richard Madden? Now I know who it is. It's flipping Rob Stark. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if he's too old. I don't know. Richard Madden. No, Fassbender. But this is what uh, Pedro and a few others I know, are I saying. I know, I know. I'm listening to it, but I'm just thinking... You could get about three films out of him, which is... <laughs> Frank Torres, my guy. Phoebe Waller-Bridge is going to give us her Bond. And you know what Phoebe Waller-Bridge's Bond is going to look like? Instead of Bond seducing women, it'll be Bond saying, you know, you really shouldn't put out to men like this. Equal rights. That will be... It's your choice. I, I, I'm not a prime example. It's your choice, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not seducing you because that could be misconstrued as rape. That'll be Phoebe Waller-Bridge's Bond. Ooh, Andy has just fired a shot at you then, didn't he? I'll let you put it up. Andy? Mm -hmm. Richard Madden can't act. I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? I... <sighs> Daniel Craig can't act. Come I, at me. 
stop it, stop it. Because you, you've got <laughs> you've got into this point where it's just anything. Fuck to him, do with fuck him for life. No, he's dead to me. Put it this way: if Daniel Craig appears in a Marvel movie, I won't see it. It's as simple as that. I will not see it ever. I would love no, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna Yeah, you'd it. love it if he became a regular character and then he became one of the key parts of an Avengers movie. Bro, I'm on record now. I won't see it. I will not. <laughs> Daniel Craig will never, ever have a fucking penny from me again. Fuck I just him. Hope, I just hope the multiverse doesn't make Doctor Strange Daniel Craig. That would L- oh, don't you hurt me like that. <laughs> You're not allowed to fuck with me like that when I'm sleep deprived. That's, that's, no, that's not cool. Tom Holland is Bond. Uh, do you know what they were talking about that then the tech? Because I'm sure you know. It would have to be some kind of in training along like you yeah, know, yeah. Uh, it was to put Bond in his um, young Bond uh, kind of thing. British, yeah. British Navy days. That's what Tom Holland apparently actually pitched that idea to them, and they said no. In the nicest way, Tom, no. And he he had a lovely interview. I think it was with Variety. He did a lovely interview afterwards and said, you know what? In hindsight, it probably wasn't a good idea. And that's what I love about Tom Holland. He's so fucking self-aware. Like other actors, you can just see they'll be like, oh, them studios, they don't get it. Tom Holland's like, yeah, I had a shit idea. My bad. <laughs> you got to love him. No, I do. I do. Will Johnson says, did you hear about Tom Cruise's COVID rant? No. <laughs> I'm not sure. And there goes to. Russell. There goes any form of payment. But we'll leave it alone. Oh, Andy Hart, you are speaking my fucking language, my bro. Bring back Bosnian as old Bond. You will never hear either AJ or I disagree for bringing Pierce Brosnan back to be James Bond. Ever. No. I don't care if he's Bond in a wheelchair and it's how an old man copes with being horny when he's when he's crippled. I don't care. Brosnan doing anything. Um. Anyway, Bond and Star Wars have now been discussed. Shall we? Okay, small other thing just before we get into the show. We're going to be doing things slightly in reverse. We're going to be ending the show from here on out. We're going to try it, see how you guys like it. And if you don't, we'll go back to our old formula. But we're going to start the shows, 22 minutes in, but we're going to start the shows with revealing who won the poll last week, and then we'll get into our show. And that way we can end once we've revealed the Rushmore and everyone is happy and can go to bed. Indeed. Um, Pedro, to answer your question, not seen it. Not seen it. <laughs> and we know the game. It's time to drink. Silver screen. So now drink. that you've got your whistle and we're 22 minutes and 50 seconds in, would you like to tell everybody, Nico, what the movie Matt Rushmore is all about? Yeah, so for those of you tuning in for the first time, basically, it is a top 10 show between two best friends from school. How does it work? AJ and I each get assigned a topic. We go our separate ways. We come right back here into studio and deliver to you the Silver Screen News, our individual top 10s. We were assigned a topic this week as a disfanuary by Mr. Pedro Sanctos, who's in the chat right now. So everyone, big thank you to Pedro Sanctos1 for coming up with this awesome top 10 suggestion. And likewise to Andy Hart last week for our top 10 70s movies. But how does the Mount Rushmore actually work? As I said, we blah, 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 blah. We get us on the topic. We go separate ways. We're going back into recording. This week, I will go first, delivering my bottom three. Edge will then deliver his bottom three. I will deliver my next two. Edge will deliver his next two. Then we will trade one apiece. If at any time, while we are running off our individual top 10 lists, one person has a movie or franchise in a higher position, that person will say, Punt. 
and we will punt and talk about that movie when we get to the higher position. Once we have both rounded off our individual top 10 lists, we will create the movie Mount Rushmore. These are the four quintessential diverse must-see movies of the genre, which this week is... Top 10 spy movies. Now, once we have completed that list, the challenge is over to you because we will have the ultimate challenge of creating the must-see four movies. However, (laughs) we're doing this off the wing. This is not rehearsed, guys. I like it. (laughs) What will then happen is once we have created the Rushmore, you, the screeners, even if it is your first time, have the right to vote for the best of the best of the best. El Capitan, El Numero And to quote Andy and Highlander, in the end, there can be only one. So... Last week, our topic was... Cheers for this, Andy Hart. Last week, our topic was the top 10 70s movies. And our contenders were... The Four Titans, Star Wars, Jaws, Rocky, and The Godfather. AJ, would you like to hazard a guess as to who finished fourth? The least Titanus. (laughs) Titanus, that was a good one. The least Titanic of the Titans. Could this hurt you? Jaws? Thankfully not. Rocky. Yeah. Rocky took a walloping, bro. No pun intended. 9%. How much? Nine. Okay. Rocky got knocked the fuck out in round one. As he did in the film, so it's only fitting. Well, it wasn't round one, but yeah. (laughs) No, but, well, first film, if you, that's what I mean. He ain't screaming ages. 9%! Number three? I don't know why the hate's there, because it's it's not not hate. It's not hate, but I'm going for Jaws again. Yeah, Jaws at number three with 20%. Fuck it, Godfather at number two. Godfather at number two, 29%. Star Wars, despite being surrounded by Titans, I still consider this a steamrolling. 42%. Anything over... I mean, considering you can get victories in the 20 percentile, up 20 upward percentile of 30, 40-something is always quite a good one, I mean, yeah. When you're above 40 in a poll of four contestants, you've done well. And I think it's... Who is it going to be? Is Yeah. Is it... Yeah, just a movie fan is going to be like, where was Alien? Hindsight's a wonderful thing. We could have easily sought Rocky out and put Alien on. But hey, who knew? Yeah. Um, okay, guys. So again, if you would like to participate in the voting, because I didn't mention it, head on over to at Movie MT Rushmore. And more importantly, at We Love Movies movie polls for you headed by our good old friend jt who we will be retweeting and pinning so yeah that's the one and we will obviously be bringing that back up later because you will be able to vote for your favorite spy movie nico over to you sir in at number 10 i am bringing in two powerhouses three two and a half we'll go with two and a half two powerhouses the half men 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 sorry (laughs) two and a half men 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 men. (laughs) yeah Oh, you just made me feel old there. Um, the half is Mark Strong, because while I rate Mark Strong, I don't know I if he... Him, yeah. I, I love Mark Strong, but I don't know if you'd call him a powerhouse, especially when you consider that he's in the company of Russell Crowe and Leonardo DiCaprio in Body of Lies. So I've heard of this. I didn't actually get a chance to see it. I, yeah, it sucks. Dude, I saw this in Thailand when this first came out. I was already a Leonardo DiCaprio mark then. Um but it caught me completely by surprise. I mean, you're never going to have a bad movie when you've got DiCaprio and Russell Crowe acting in it. It doesn't matter how bad the writing is. Those two are just fucking some of the greatest ever, right? As long as this he's not movie's... singing, he's got my approval. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Two, four, six, oh, one. <laughs> my name is Jean. <laughs> Sorry. 
Anyway. That was Hugh Jackman, though. Yes. Oh, for f- I hate when I do that. Javert. Javert. That's the one, yeah. Javert. There you go. Um, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Body of Liars is a really good film because it is like the epitome of a modern spy film. Leonardo DiCaprio is a CIA operative. He's He speaks perfect Farsi, perfect Arabic, perfect... What's the other Arabic dialect? I'm Shi'i, I believe. Farsi and Shi'i. I think I'm right there. Forgive me if I'm being a bit culturally ignorant. Um, but he's based in the Middle East. I believe he's based out of Jordan. I'm pretty sure it's Jordan. And Jordan's kind of like... In, Jordan's one of those Middle Eastern countries. This is based on how the movie is portraying it, not how I'm perceiving it, just so we're being politically correct here. But Jordan is kind of one of those melting pot Middle Eastern countries where it's almost like the Switzerland. The Switzerland of the Middle East. It's like, they're not really taking sides, but... Fence mm. Yeah. <laughs> but... By proxy, being a fence sitter in that volatile part of the world means you're also not going to deny asylum to known terrorists, right? So it is unfortunately a hotspot for terrorists. DiCaprio, with his amazing Arabic skills and understanding not only of the language, but of the culture, which they show again and again and again, is so fucking important. Um, He's assigned to try and locate a specific group of Middle Eastern terrorists. But now here's where the intrigue comes in. It gets to a stage where he doesn't know if the information he's being fed from back home from Russell Crowe is correct or truthful. So now he's kind of stuck in the middle. Like, is the person he's being sent to assassinate really a bad guy? Is the enemy back home? Or is it just a bit of a shady reputation with the CIA? And in fact, this is a really bad person he's trying to kill. And the movie head fucks you like that. It's brilliant, bro. And listen, would I put it amongst DiCaprio's top 10 performances? No. But that's not saying something bad. Because no, no, it's not. Like, to make it onto a top 10 of DiCaprio performances, whoo, right? This one, bro, if you haven't seen it, it's on Netflix. Check it. It's two hours. It's an easy digest. It's really fucking good. Good, because I there was something else on Netflix. I would bring it up in case it's on your list, but my God, did I try multiple times? Couldn't do it. Anyway, What's that? A spy movie. Not a DiCaprio, but a spy movie on Netflix. Tried multiple times, just couldn't get into it. It may be on your list. I'm not going to bring it up yet now. It may be. <laughs> All right. In at number nine, a movie I know we both love a lot. Mike Myers and Mike Myers and Mike Myers. Also Heather Graham and also... Vern Choyer, Austin Powers, the spy who shagged me. So in at number 10 for me was International Man of Mystery. Um, I was so... Big man! You rate International Man of Mystery above the spy who shagged me. Back recently, I'd done the trilogy with Zane in 1.2 days. Three is the weakest. Yeah, three was definitely the weakest. But there was something that was quite magical about one. Don't get me wrong. The Spy Who Shagged Me was awesome. I think it was a, the, the, the beginning just felt a bit weak. It, it, the, the comedy builds back up. Mini Me is so classic that I nearly went for it. But I think there was a, 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 a magic, an instant magic of the original yeah, 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 Austin yeah. Powers. Yeah. And I think it wasn't so much on a lost mojo. It was just adapting to the new world. You know, it was like it, it was a comedic spy version of Demolition Man. It's like you're just out there. <laughs> adapting. But it was on both one. sides. Like, you know. 
you you holding the world at ransom for something that's pocket change. <laughs> you know, it was all of those bits, and that's where it, it just edged it. I really wanted to do it because of, as you said, the multiple Mike Myers, Vern Troyer, R.I.P. Like that was such an awesome character in having Mini Me. But fat I, bastard, I just yeah. Oh God, yeah, yeah. yeah. For some reason I was thinking fat bastard was the number three, but no, that was. I, I've just lost all the weight. Yeah, for, he's, three also in, he's also in number three. He's lost weight in his all neck. The weight, yeah, the all the weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, it just it. Yeah, international man of mystery just tipped it for me. Bro, um, Pedro Santos is kind of with you on this. Where is it? I'm with AJ. I prefer the first Austin Powers. Frank Torres says, Spy Who Shagged Me was part of that incredible summer with the Matrix and the Mummy. Yeah. That's true. Awesome That's year. True. And Phantom Menace and American Pie <laughs> all came out one year. It's a good year. Uh, what a year. What a year. Francis Lelon says, First Austin Powers film I saw just for something to do. Totally cross, cross, crude, sexist. In other words, totally appealed to me. Francis, well played. Mixed memorabilia says, as a Mr. Bean fan, I'm going for Johnny English. Never been my jam, Johnny English. I couldn't get into it. Like, just the poster alone never put me into it, which is weird because Barry Atkinson, do you remember the old Barclay card commercials he used to do? Those were quite hilarious. However, Johnny English never appealed to me. So I, I, I actually thought it was going to be worse and I was going to watch it for the purpose of being worse. But no, I, I didn't even get around to watching mm. it. But... Francis Lalonde pits this nail on the head. Spy Who Shagged Me's opening credit sequence by itself was funny as hell. It is because it took all the stuff that was funny in number one and it just gave it my favorite expression, cocaine bubblegum. Because you remember there's those scenes with uh, what's her face? Not Heather Graham. She's Liz in Hurley. the second one. Liz Hurley, Liz Hurley. Thank you. Where she's like eating that sausage and it's perfectly in line. Yeah, with all car, of that right? was funny. Don't get me wrong. It, but then it's when they started making her a button all of that. I just, oh, it just lost me. Then it picks back up. But yeah, the opening was funny. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. The opening's so funny. I just, I love, I think Dr. Evil was so much better in the second one. And I loved him in the first one. I, for, I, bro, I, the second one for me, you know this. When we did our top 10 comedies, it's one of my favorite comedies of all time. No, I mean, bro, I get it. I get it. I get oh, it. I, I love, 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 love this film. I really, Every I, time I, I watch I really it, whether I'm stoned or not, there's a confession. Whether I'm stoned <laughs> or not, I will fucking laugh my tits off at this film. Do you know what I loved is actually doing the the something like this to show to the younger generation, Zane and my nephew, not the baby that we had <laughs> on screen the other day. This is a much right. taller nephew. And he actually really embraced the jokes that came from it. And I was like, yes, the world can still appreciate Austin Powers. And it must yeah. do. Yeah, no, it, was, it was awesome. It was awesome. This is a great question from Will Johnson. Does Hardcore Henry count as a spy film? I can't answer for you, AJ, but for me, no. Uh, I'd have to watch. I mean, it has elements. I'd have to watch it again. I just remember being blown away by the the the, the, the way it was shot. But um, it's been a while. I'm a bit sketchy. I just remember it being insane. But yeah, I can't remember the story. If I'm honest, mental. <laughs> and equally, equally a great question from Tucky, and this goes to everyone in the chat: the last great spoof movie. So, can I be honest? I don't. I remember this was brought up last week. Is is that is a spoof that was mentioned last week on your list? Leslie Nielsen. No. So I remember hearing that, and I thought I had fond memories. And then the more I thought of it, 
the more I thought it was Naked Gun, not Spy Hard. Naked Gun had me laughing more. Um, part of me wants to say the gr- last great spoof for me, because I cannot do the scary movies. They piss me off. Anything that the way... The first one I had a laugh with, I'm not going to lie. I might go as far back as Hot Shots Part 2. That's pre-Austin Powers. But Okay, but it's a different kind of spoof, isn't it? No, it's not. Spoof is yeah. spoof. It's true. No, then it, then it would be Austin Powers 2. I think Austin I'd Powers probably movie. agree with that. I'd say the last great spoof movie is probably The Spy Who Shagged Me. And then yeah, the scary movie Gold franchise got- came along and killed it. Gold Gold member was weak, and I really I have no time for anything. Movie. I'm going to call it movie because scary movie, date movie, superhero movie, all of those wasn't for me. I think I tend to agree with you. I'd love to hear everyone in the comments, though. What do you think the last great spoof movie was? While we're at it, uh, Biffa the Hobbit Solo Lock says, "I wonder if Atomic Atomic Blonde or Anna are considered spy films." Now, Anna is one of the most god-awful things that AJ and I have ever seen together oh, in the cinema. You can still put it as your worst if you wish, sir. Have fun. You have time oh. to go online and get an image and get it ready. Knock yourself out. Oh, mate. Possibly. I'll think about it. I will think about that one. Because that is terrible. Absolute shit. So bad. Yeah. Yeah. Now that's, I... that, that's as bad as it gets. I remember this. It was a back in my third world days. Um, Nico <laughs> and he's now misses. <laughs> we were all meeting up for something. Can't remember what day it was. Could have been my birthday. Can't remember. But we all met up and we were going to see a film. Me and the current Mrs. Leroux both were open to anything else. Nico would be like, no, this will be fine. Let's give it a shot. And we're like, okay, we'll do it. Disagree with me. Luc Besson doing a femme fatale movie. <laughs> Bro, on paper, it sounds right. And that's what swayed it. It's not that you like you, you weren't the baby throwing the toys out of the pram. You just put the argument that you just did. And yeah, so I'm going to shit on it now and I'll, I'll stick with my worst. But that, oh my God, had I remembered it. And I remembered it for so long until I saw this last film. So but shit. my God, this is actually worse than my worst. I have to be honest. This film was terrible. It was fucking awful. Frank Torres agrees. Anna was the first film of 2019 when it was just awful. Andy Hart also. Anna was bad. Pedro Sancto says Anna was cannibalizing of La Famiquita. Yes, 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 and yes. Um, Word 789 says the man from Uncle with Henry Cavill is a guilty pleasure of mine. Ain't nothing guilty about that film. That's I know just that a it, good I, film. I, I know that wasn't going to make the list based on current situations and actors, so I left it off. Yeah. yeah. Pedro Sancto says, isn't the spoof a bit of a dead genre now? It is. It is. Thank you, it scary is. movie. Yeah. Thank you, scary movie. Francis Lalonde says. Week. Would Kingsman's Kingsman films count as a spoof? Absolutely not. No. But but they would count as spy movies if AJ wants to have one. Indeed. Most definitely they count as spy movies. Definitely not spoof, though. Um, Frank Torres says, Nico and AJ, the rhythm section with Jude Law and Blake Lively. Thumbs up or down? At least I'm not alone this week. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> two for two. Pedro <laughs> cool. Sancto says the man from Uncle was surprisingly great. Damn right it was. Ain't nothing guilty about the man from Uncle. Fun no. film. No. Just no. really fun film. He, and he who shall not be named was annoyingly He's good in it. Good. He was good. I look, I've never thought of him as a bad actor, to be honest. Because even when he was No, he's in, not. Even when he was in the social network. Freaking awesome. However, 
personal life. His line, bro, there's a line he delivers in the social network, which I believe is one of the greatly underappreciated lines of modern cinema. Come at me. I'm six foot four, 250 pounds, and there's two of me. <laughs> what a line. <laughs> it was golden, yeah. yeah. What a line. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> say what you will about his fucking fetishes, but the guy can act. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy that, can that, act. That was a big boy line, actually. <laughs> like, I'm yeah. six foot four, 250, and there's two of me. What? <laughs> it's a bad man line, eh? Yeah. All right, AJ, my number eight. I am going international loving here, and I'm going to make... Actually, I said this on Twitter the other day. I said, I have an Indian film, which I think even the great mixed memorabilia may not have seen. I'm most likely about to be proven wrong. I was going to say, be prepared to be schooled and be fair. I'm going to be prepared to be schooled, but this blew me away. And it wasn't a recommendation for anyone. It was literally just by going on good old Amazon and typing in spy movies. I need to go back to Amazon because, yeah, (laughs) there's two for two now on your end. Do you know what Amazon are very good at, which Netflix are not good at? Amazon are very good at when you put a genre into the search list. No, 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 no. I'll disagree. Amazon, um, Netflix has done it for me a few times, and that's how I came across Pink. No, no, no. Ne- no, no, no. Wait, wait. Okay, let, my fault. Let me rephrase that. Netflix aren't terrible at it. I just think Amazon are better, better at it. Okay, yeah. yeah, that I will give. That I will give. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're really good at narrowing down genres. Like, the, th- <laughs> the thing I find very funny about Netflix while we're on the topic is, like, Give this video a thumbs up or thumbs down to help us with your recommendations algorithm. You know the funniest thing I've ever had? Mm-hmm. Because you gave the uh, a bug's life a thumbs up, you may like the human centipede. The human centipede. I've heard about this kind of stuff. You, yeah, I think I've told you this one maybe before. But I, I was think like, well, I've heard about it. I think it came up on like a kid selection. Like, there's a meme worth of it. Like it's, that it's, happened to me. I have it. I have it screenshotted from my Netflix. I was like, this is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> this is very wrong. I think the algorithm needs a bit of work, Netflix. Um, but yeah, so Indian movie discovered on Amazon blew my mind. Razzi, a daughter, a wife, a spy. I'm assuming you haven't heard of it. Mixed yeah. memorabilia. If there was anyone who's going to have seen this movie, it's going to be you. So I need to hear from you now, Mixed memorabilia. Have you seen Razzi? And while we're waiting for that answer... And we're not talking uh, about what Holly Berry got for Catwoman. <laughs> that would be Razzie, but yeah. Um, let me let me tell you about this incredible... You'll love it, because guess what, AJ? True story. True story. Love it. You love, love it. that? Young Indian girl whose father is a spy. Her father gets a tumor in his lung, dies, and her father makes it makes a deal with her... To go and continue. You, you're muted. I don't know if that's just me or. Hello, 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 hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So her father makes a deal with her for her to continue her spy work, his spy work. This is set during the 1970s at the height of the Indo Pakistan war or unrest, as they call it. And he's a spy in Pakistan. And the way he's got her to continue the spy legacy is for her to marry the son of one of the top terrorist harboring generals in Pakistan. So she has to essentially, as it says in the poster, 
a wife. Now, here's where the movie, obviously, it's a, it's, a, it's a fucking true story, so they could only change the truth so much. But here's where the story is fascinating. You would think, okay, this has got trouble written all over it. The person she marries is going to be a dick, and you're going to get completely behind her. The son, who she marries, is fucking lovely. He's like, so nice. And you're like, no, no I, I, I should hate you. But yeah. you're a lovely person. You're, you're like the enemy. But no, you're a lovely person. And she's trained. Bro, she goes through some James Bond level training, this girl. And she's 20. She's 20. But she's got a Sheldon Cooper eidetic memory. So she can look at a phone number once and memorize it. And that's what helps her with the spy work. And this story of espionage inside one of the top Pakistani general's houses for a girl who should basically be at university. And it's true. It's fucking fascinating. Awesome. And my friend, you're on an island because Mixed Memorabilia has said, haven't seen I it. have done it. Yes. Yes. Mixed Memorabilia. Yes. Now, can I also say, based on your um, Bugs Life and Human Centipede, yeah, Frank Torres is a good one. Netflix, because you watch Cricket Show, we recommend Hannibal. But now that film sounds all kinds of awesome. Bro, it is. Let me put the poster up again just in case anyone wants to have a book. But Mixed Memorabilia is aware of it. Sorry. I haven't, but I am aware of it. I've been watching a lot of other world cinema. Yeah. So here's the poster once again. Ratsy, R-A-A-Z-I, if you're listening on podcast. I cannot recommend this film enough. Just the scope of how, how amazing this true story is, is like, holy shit. This incredible young girl went through this story. Wow. AJ, over to you. Cool, right. So we've done. Uh, I will be checking it out, and I love that it had that an incredible true story at the bottom. So it's really got me gripped already. Right. So we've done. Um, it, um, Austin Powers is number ten. In at number nine. I, I don't think you're so much of a fan of this lady, but she does crack me up in this film. Done it. As Tell well. me. Melissa McCarthy in nope. Spy. Nope. You didn't like nope. this film. Didn't like me. I'm not a Melissa McCarthy guy. Oh, bro. I don't know why. I really don't know why she. She gives me the humour. I, I honestly appreciate it. There's not a Melissa McCarthy film that I think I've watched. And I was like, now nah, you've pissed me off with this one. Oh, it's annoying. Barb Bridesmaids. That film I just wasn't for me. But I feel Melissa McCarthy just brings the comedy at, at all times. And she th this film is just batshit crazy as well. And that's what I loved about it. So we're talking about, you know, like in Spider-Man, Ned wants to be the man in the chair. That's mm -hmm. essentially who she is to... Um, Jude Law. So he's this international spy doing all the stuff. And she he's got like these, they've got this kind of contact lens. So she can be his eyes, but she can see stuff around him as well. Oh. She feeds all the the um, info through to him. And he gets killed. As he gets killed, there's all this info being leaked of all the spies within their organization being named. I believe it's the CIA, actually. Yeah, it is the CIA. So she's like, Well, if there's anyone who could pull off the spy work and they haven't named and they don't know. It's me because I've always been behind the desk, and obviously Melissa McCarthy. They're like, no, no chance. Like we've just you, you, you compare her to Jude Law. You can see where we're going with this. You've got one that's obviously the traditional spy, one who isn't in terms of the physique and demeanor and whatnot. And the story unfolds. So she's on this quest to uncover who killed him and who's the, the rat and what goes into it. But it is just, it, it's crazy fun. I I had a, a, a big laugh with this and even like some of the stuff at the, in the beginning it's those cheesy kind of spoofy jokes that you don't want to see like you know like hemorrhoid wipes and all of that stuff you think oh, a bit shit like okay haha but other bits that followed i was legitimately just cracking up i had a, i had a great time with this film i'm getting kind of a stuba vibe off you 
No, this one is better than Stuba. This one's okay. better than Stuba. It's way better. Trust me. Like, what? For Stuba, it's weird. I've not gone back to Stuba, but Stuba gave me a laugh in that room. I don't feel alone in that because everyone was laughing where we should have in Fair. Stuba. But I, yeah, I, I appreciate that even Canal has come back and been like, that film wasn't good. But on the day, like, it was awesome. But yeah, I've not gone back to it. This one, I think, you may not, if you don't appreciate McCarthy, it may not be for you. But this one was a good film. Okay. I know you're not going to watch it, but hey. No. Hopefully there's some comments that may agree with me, but hey. I, um... Frank Torres says, I enjoyed Spy and I'm completely ashamed of myself, but it has Jason Statham too, I tell people. And yes. then the tech Jason says, Statham nope, she's just annoying, but Jason no, Statham she's not. It. she's not. But then you're I'm one of the, those, the tech on this you're, one. You're one of those female Ghostbusters haters then, so I can't take that judgment. <laughs> Joe Sanctus says Spy was a better comedy than I expected it to be. So you got so you got some agreements there, AJ. It's, it's, it's a good film, man. It's a good film. It was fun. And that was your well, number nine. Nine, because your ten was Austin Powers. So what's your That's number cool. eight? I'm guessing we're gonna say punt because when it comes to your favorite action movie all the time, this is the one. True Lies. All right, let me make you lie. True Lies is my number seven. <laughs> Bro, take it away. It's your movie. <laughs> Listen, look, you as you've said, it's my favorite action film of all time. Fight me, I don't care. It is the greatest action film ever made because it. Do I do the thing? Do I do the thing? Do I do the thing? You're gonna sell it, sell it. There are people who this is their first time watching. Sell it to them. Why is True Lies the greatest action film of all time? You've got Arnold Schwarzenegger arriving at a mansion in a fucking dry suit. Then he gets out and he's in a tuxedo. Then he blows up the tuxedo after doing a tango dance and smashes two dogs heads together and says, stay. So we've already got brilliant action comedy coming up. Then you've got Tom Arnold injected just because you need Tom Arnold in every film ever. Tom Arnold has the good good cop, bad cop vibe with Arnold Schwarzenegger. They chase a fucking terrorist called the Sand Spider. Not racist at all. Hello, 1990s. The Sand Spider and Arnold Schwarzenegger decide to have a chase with a motorbike and a horse through fucking New York. A horse goes in a lift. A horse goes in a lift. The horse tries to jump off the lift after the motorbike has done an unrealistic jump from one building to the other. Arnold Schwarzenegger flips off the side of the building. The horse fucking catches Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger now speaks horse. Why? Because he's the Terminator. He speaks horse. Okay, back up. Back up. You call yourself a police officer? Look at me when I'm talking to you. All right? He talks horse, right? So then they go for another chase of the sand spider. And then they find out that the sand spider has captured his... No. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, I'm missing the best part. <laughs> so, on the side, we have Bill Paxton. R.I.P. to the great Bill Paxton. We have Bill Paxton trying to pork Arnold Schwarzenegger's wife, played by the sexiest woman to ever fucking put on lingerie in the form of Jamie Lee Curtis, who doesn't look sexy. And then... Oh, Oh. right but they do this brilliant sort of husband wife interrogation scene where they've captured her he then put puts her up as a kind of punishment but to kind of put spice back into their marriage he puts her into a situation where she becomes a spy so he's actually a spy presenting himself as a computer scientist but now she thinks she's a spy even though she's being set up as a spy by a spy who is her husband and she's going to meet a guy who she's meant to be spying on who happens to be her husband and what does she do to her husband the person she thinks she's spying on who's actually a spy himself she does the sexiest strip he's ever put to cinema while they are doing the sexiest strip he's ever put to cinema the sand spider decides to capture the both of them and the fucking daughter played by Eliza Dushku hello Buffy the Vampire Slayer and hello bring it on and then we have a bombastic action scene which 
I believe involves an Uzi falling down some stairs and killing every single villain in the room. Why? Because it's 1990s and it's fucking awesome. And then after that, we have a fucking chase with a limousine on a bridge with two women fighting inside it. Why? Because it's 1990s and it's fucking awesome and you need to have two women fighting in short skirts. And Arnold Schwarzenegger chasing after the limousine in a helicopter, hanging down, showing his big arms, you know, because he was in commando and he's huge and then he saves jamie lee curtis as the limousine careers off he then fucking lands there's a nuclear explosion that happens in the background the nuclear explosion doesn't kill anyone they just look away why does it not kill anyone because it's the fucking 1990s and then what happens he commandeers the cool and i'm not a plane guy he commandeers a harrier jump jet he commandeers a harrier jump jet to take off vertically to go into central New York to shoot a missile up the ass of the sand spider, attaching the sand spider to said missile and slamming him into an aeroplane. And then he lands and it finishes with him doing the tango. And his wife is now a spy too. And they both have their spy names, Boris and Doris. Fight me. Best yeah, action movie ever. While well, we mentioned the cast. Antia Carrera from Wayworld in her prime. Have to put that in there. <laughs> Come at me. There. Greatest action film ever. And this ever. is why I will never, ever try to talk about this film. Ever. Because you summarise it so beautifully. Apart from forgetting Tia Carrera. Yeah. <laughs> summarise. So if you haven't seen True Lies, that was True Lies in a minute. And we highly, highly recommend seeing it. But now, why also, is it my number seven it's, it's, when it's one of my all-time favourite movies? Because I see more of an action movie than as a spy movie. Even no, though he no, is a spy, a spy. For, he is a spy. First and foremost is me, I see it as an action comedy. But also, the greatest action film of all time. And you also have to see the interrogation of the fake spy Bill Paxman when Arnie gets hold of him. <laughs> If all movies were true lies, all movies would be fucking great. That's <laughs> like, just a fact. Yeah, 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 yeah this is true. I see the comment section is blown up. I hope I haven't pissed off. I don't think you oh, Frank no. Torres, I love you. You're fired. Yes, as he blows up this hand spider with the missile into the helicopter. You're fired. Yes, you need. Yes. Mwah. Thank you. Do you know what's actually Morris funny? And Doris, you guys know. You guys know. You guys understand it. Thank you. It's funny because Arnold actually went on to do the your whole you're fired because he done the apprentice after um, Agent Orange went into the White House. Mm hmm. There's. <laughs> There you go. Who would have thought your fired would have come back into Arnie's life? All right. Mixed memorabilia says great Nico, but Predator. Nope. True lies. Predator lacks Predator lacks sexy guy. dancing. <laughs> Predator doesn't have Jamie Lee Curtis. Come at me. I'm sorry. I will argue all day long that True Lies is the GOAT action movie. Fair play. Fair play. I don't have the argument, and I know how passionate you are about it. Right, so that was my number eight. Your number seven. So my number six. Yes. Um, well, we brought the franchise up at the top of the show, and I think it was Pedro Santos who said this as his favorite one in the franchise. Not my favorite, but the closest this franchise has been to being a spy movie. Mission Impossible, the original. Oh, okay. Cool. So your number seven then, sir. In at number seven... Um... Matt Damon, 
a born identity. Punt. Yeah, cool. Okay, that was my number seven. In it, number Your six. Number six. Um, this was brought up earlier. I'm not sure which one they brought up. Oh, it was someone mentioned it as if they see it as a spoof. We both said no. The Kingsman, the Secret Service. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not, not a spoof. I wouldn't see it as a spoof for anything. Um, what I always say, the Kingsman has this ultimate soft spot for me. Is I read a book called Cher- I'm sure enough times for anyone who's paid attention to the podcast along the way. But there's a book called Cherub, which is about kid spies. And the origin story to Cherub, as well as the Kingsman, are so mirrored, it's absolutely insane. Um, can I also say that this film opened my eyes to the amazing talent that is Ch- Taron Egerton? And that I would always be grateful Oh, he's amazing. <laughs> absolutely be grateful for it. Um, he'd I found... be a shout. By the way, he'd be a shout if you were going to do a young James Bond. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Especially, I know you don't want to bring it up, but based on... No, yeah, 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 yeah. That he would definitely fit the bill of a, a young Brit to, to show a bond in training and on the way up, on the come up. But then, because he's done this, I don't think I would want to see it, if I'm honest. That's the only thing that would do it. But it's, it's, this is the story of a boy from all the other about side how. The... Sorry, <laughs> come again. You said this is a story all about how I feel. Oh, talking of that, have you seen the trailer for um, Bel Air? The, the serious version. Another fucking TV film coming out there, TV series coming series. out this year. <sighs> Looks interesting, man. Looks Do you know how Bel Air got discovered, by the way? Yeah, the guy made the fake trailer and then Will saw it and loved it. Yeah. <laughs> how mad is that? But it was funny because I watched the trailer for this and then I went back to watch the old trailer and I was like, it's awesome what they've done. But I, you know, it's one of those things that this guy's done this trailer. It would have been really, I'm not, I'm not, I don't know the acting capabilities or caliber of the, the cast that he had, but. If you could have just expanded on what he had, that bit more by keeping that original class, it would have been awesome. But hey, so far what they are, people age, people are available. Who knows what's happened to, mm. to it? But no, it looks freaking awesome. Freaking awesome. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're talking the story, bringing it back, of a boy from the other side of the tracks, much like the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, who, who gets involved in a bit of trouble. And um, we, we start to see that... Um, a family tie gets him recruited into um, discovering who he's really meant to be. And that's uh, the, the story of the Kingsman and, you know, um, come, come along to this, this um, suit company and, and um, we, we'll have something for you. And it's just like, mm-hmm. why should I come here? Why should I come here? And we just unfolded to this great thing. I can't remember. I know Mark Strong's in it. Oh my God! Why am I blanking on the other guy? Colin Firth. Colin Firth. Thank you very much. And Samuel L. Jackson with the lift. Do you know what Samuel L. Jackson wound me up in this film? I'm not going to lie. It wasn't the villain that this film deserved. If I'm honest, you had it... Sofia Butala who was cool with the chick with the crazy sword legs. And I will bring that picture back up just for anyone who wants to picture what the sword legs look like. There they are. There. Yeah, but Sam, I must admit, that was the one thing that kind of weakened it for me. Um, Samuel L. Jackson's villain. I, I, it worked, but as much as the story was crazy of this boy, and it reminded me a lot of like Men in Black in the, in the way of it was the street smart savvy that Will Smith had. Again, yeah. story all about how that showed that even though you're, you're from this, you know, prime school and you, you've prepped your whole life, my outside of the box thinking is what makes me such a great spy to it all. You know, um, that's what I really loved about it. And the merging of it makes it all one. But I just, yeah, I do like Samuel L. Jackson. I do love Samuel L. Jackson, despite what he said about black British actors in the US. Bypass that. But apart from that, like, I've got nothing but love for the guy. Didn't appreciate him too much as a villain of this, but I do love the story 
of the Kingsman. Um, and as far as I'm concerned, not seen the third one, but I believe the strongest of the franchise. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, um, yeah well said. A uh, few comments have come in. Word789 says, do we need a serious Bel Air? No, we do not. But am I interested to see it? Yes. Exactly. Um, <laughs> That's the best Mixed memorabilia says, side note, AJ has mentioned Pink Film a few times. I would highly recommend Badder. Similar cast, completely different storyline. And that is a recommendation you can take to the bank because it's from Mixed Memorabilia. Um, yeah, right now. Badder. B-A-D-A-D. No, Badla. 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 Sorry. Uh, Francis Lalonde says, need to ask though, didn't Samuel Jackson's character go way over the top even for a spy villain? AJ, that's your noise. I felt so. I felt so. It was just... It just didn't fit for me. It didn't fit for me. I know the film was wacky. It had its fun moments to it, but it just it just didn't fit. It just made it, yeah, too over the top. Essentially, that's what it was. It just mm. didn't fit in the film narrative and just made it too... That, Samuel L. Jackson's character, is what can have people asking the question, do you see the Kingsman as a spook? As opposed to... <laughs> yeah, actually, that's fair. That's fair. But Word 789 in retort to that says something which I kind of like, which is, I like that Samuel L. Jackson didn't like the gore, which is funny. I like that part of him. And I don't want to see the blood. <laughs> yeah, was... yeah, yeah, yeah. Even, but even if you'd done it, but it was, it's weird to say like slightly toned out. I don't know, but there was something about it that just didn't click. I, I agree. You could be that kind of person. Evil mm. as hell, but you, you have a weak side. That again could be part of the fun. But yeah, I just didn't like the way he delivered. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Frank Torres says, Kingsman has the classic fight scene in the church too. I still watch it. It's so good, that fucking fight scene. But the you know, choreography it's, it's, when, it's when Colin Firth is locking up the pod. That's the one I always yeah. remember too. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Man is maketh man. Yeah. So good. So good. Cause, do you know why? Because it's such a fucking surprise. Because like you just do not expect to see... Like, I've seen Colin Firth fight in Bridget Jones' diary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm just... You just don't expect this out of him. And it's like, oh. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Pedro Sancto says Sam Jackson is channeling Russell Simmons in Kingsman. So hard. <laughs> so true. <laughs> so fucking that. true. Uh, Francis Leon says, I like the original Kingsman better than the Golden Circle. 100%. Preach. 100%. So much agree with that. Um, and Taki says, I Spy with Owen Wilson is a fun spy movie. Not great reviews, but guilty pleasure. And guilty pleasures are welcome here on the movie Mount Rushmore. Um... And Francis Leon finalizes with the backing soundtrack during church shoot fight was, yeah. That scene is stellar. Like, if we ever do a top 10 of, because, yes, yeah, Scorsese kind of popularized it, but, you know, the one-shot tracking motion shot. Yeah, it was popularizing Goodfellas, but there have been so many of them now. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Like, that would be in the conversation for one of the top 10, because it's so well fucking shot. So that was your number six, yeah? That was your number six. Over to you, sir, for your number five. The Punk from earlier, my number five, The Born Identity. The best, sorry, don't know why I said that. The <laughs> best of the Born franchise. So I've done two. I've done two. Um, I need to see, it's four, isn't it, that they had? Three with Damon, one with, no, there's four with Damon, one with Renner. Oh, so it's five films, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I, I've only stopped at two. But it's not that I hated them, I just didn't get around to seeing them. One is the best. Two is easily the second best. Third, three is such a hard watch. Not because it's... That's ultimatum. Any... Is that ultimatum? Yeah, it's identity, supremacy, ultimatum. 
bro yeah. ultimatum and i'm i usually give people a free reign when it comes to editing a movie you know unless it's really bad three's really badly edited like i think i may have do you know now that you say this i think i may have given it a shot and this is where i started to lose it like i was like i can't there you was can't follow like, it it was like jump 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 like sorry cut with the, whoo, can we just focus maybe, on a character you know what, the more you say that because i enjoyed one and two i do know this mm. now that you're saying that the third was a hard watch for some reason something's kicking in me that i kind of remember trying to watch the third and not being able to embrace there's it a great scene in the third at the end where he's called the CIA away and he and then he calls them on the phone where he sent them to and he's like, where are you now? And the guy's like, I'm in my office. And he says, I doubt that because I'm in your office. It's like, oh! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. that. I remember like, that. I remember that. That scene was great, but the movie is so fucking jarring and so badly edited that I actually found it borderline unwatchable. One, though, is quite the fucking thing. The Such beef I have with one Such is that because Jake, this Bourne Identity film was so good, it kind of pushed James Bond's to rewrite its course. Because I maintain, I maintain the Daniel Craig Bond is just Jason Bourne for Brits. They they made James Bond Jason Bourne. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's that along with something that you had. My number five more for more excitement we'll bring it up in a bit i think that went so into another realm that bond is associated with that it just kind of they they they, they needed to find a new a new narrative essentially possibly and they went down the born route because gadgets had been owned <laughs> by someone else um yeah if you don't have the creative mind to display that Sure. It's weird because, again, because it has a bit of a reboot, maybe they wanted to show more of the man before the man gets everything else. But then we also heard that ended. So like, that's that's a null and void mm. argument. Yeah. And the man never got anything else. He died. That's why Spectre stands as the best James Blonde. But I will leave that there for people to mull over. Spectre stands as the best James Blonde. Yes. You take Spectre over Skyfall. I do indeed. Wow. I do indeed. Fair play. I like Spectre. Fair play, though. It just had um, everything that I expect from, from a Bond. It just ticked more of the boxes. We haven't even fucking spoken about the Bourne identity at this point. Look, it's a kick-ass spy <laughs> movie with Matt Dillon playing an amnesiac who discovers that he's got crazy fucking abilities. Yeah. It's basically yeah. it in and a nutshell. pieces together his, his, his story piece by piece. Like, ended up offshore completely blank onto what he is and then just follows a trail that leads him back to find out piece it together who he was this fucking movie elevated matt damon's career i oh, don't think yeah. like oh, people yeah. all of a sudden started to say oh fuck me damon's legit like we all knew he could act from goodwill hunting but there was also a certain safety to acting in a role that you've essentially written for yourself you know you're working within your ballpark here you you would never think pre-born identity that matt damon can throw Matt no, Damon can throw. Fuck me. He he gave so much in this film. It was it was it's been a while, but when it when I first got this, rewatched multiple times. Multiple oh, it's great. Times. It it's fucking great. Awesome. Absolutely awesome. Yeah. And Andy Hart says, so glad you picked the firstborn. Most people like two and three, but nah, Andy, I'm with you, bro. The first is by far the best. 
Um, Francis Lawrence's thoughts on TV miniseries Born Identity. Yeah, that's another one for me. Drink. Uh, by the way, y'all should be drinking too. When we drink, if you haven't seen it, you fuckers drink too. Love you all. <laughs> I want to see the spelling mistake come out from everyone who's a bit out there. <laughs> Alphabet just spelled oh, back, backwards. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, Pedro Sancto says, they plan on finishing on two, but it was so successful, they forced the third one. I don't doubt that. I believe and it. Should not it. I believe it. This is the problem sometimes with successive films. Um, the Matrix being a prime example, if we're going to go down that road. Sometimes just leave it at one. You don't need any more. Mm. You know? Um, it's like, it, you, you can always feel it. I always say it sometimes. It's like the rawness of, I'm gonna, I, I might be wrong to a lot of people here, but it was like Eminem. You felt the raw in the first two albums. Then it started to get a bit cheesier and wave off. And sometimes it's like that with film franchises. It's like, okay, you, you had it. One was solid. Two, it started to weaken. And then it just starts to just plummet yeah. more and more. Yeah. Agreed. Then the text says, Jason Bond. I will raise your Jason Bond and say, James Bourne. <laughs> Both are correct. Um, Word 789 says, I agree. Casino, Casino Royale was to compete with Bourne. It was. Sorry. There, you watch, as great as that opening chase, you know, that free running chase in Casino Royale is, you watch that. You cannot tell me if you've seen Bourne Identity. It's like, well, I've seen this recently. Yeah. You, you can't. Like, it's like, it's unique to see. James Bond, Bond free running instead of being in a rocket pack, which is where he belongs. But it's like, okay, so we've turned Bond into Bourne. Okay. Fine. Sad, really, when one. Gavin Mann's here, back from the DIY. Hope that's not been too painful. And says, haven't watched Bourne for a while, but I would say ultimatum identity supremacy. That's fine. That's cool, too. Uh, and Tucky to you, AJ says, Don't you usually see Spectre as someone's favorite bond? Uh, 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 Tucky, no, no, not no, his no, favorite no, no, bond, no. his favorite Daniel Craig. Favorite Daniel, Daniel Craig, favorite Daniel Craig bond. Yeah, I did say James Blonde, maybe you guys didn't hear it, but yeah, it was Blonde, not Bond. No, 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 there is only but one favorite Bond movie. <laughs> yeah, personally speaking, I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, Francis Lalonde says, Oh, Damon's name was an afterthought until born, 100%. Hundred percent. He's a backup dancer in Ocean's Eleven. Like, let's be real. Yeah, he was. He was. He was, he was George, Brad Pitt. He was, he was Clooney, Brad, Brad Pitt and, and everybody else. Yeah, literally that. Um, Pedro Sancto says Doug Liman should get a lot more credit over the Bourne films. Yes, he should. Agreed. I com completely agree on that. Based Andy on Hart says. Agreed. And Andy Hart says on the subject of editing, have you seen Haywire with Gina Carano? Big Tone, who's been on the show as AJ's replacement once or twice, brought this up in one of his favorite action movies. So we haven't, but Big Tone has. Hey, why? I'm going to add that to the list. Big Tone, Big Tone mentioned it when he came yeah, on again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, a while it back. may well be on the list, but as I keep ticking, sometimes I, 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 like, I go through my list and I'm like, oh, that's a double. Take that off twice. <laughs> it happens, but I like to just take note of what everyone says. Tucky says Casino Royale was Batman Begins for Bond. Yep. I can agree with that. I would yep. agree with that. Bear me a sec. I'm just going to raise my chair a tad. Go for it. Yep. Mixed memorabilia says, can I genuinely ask, Mission Impossible, Bourne films, are you not watching the same thing multiple times? Yep. Of course. Yep. Of course. Yep. It is the same Christmas toy, repackaged in nice shiny wrapper. You break you break it open, it's the same thing. Completely right. Yeah. Completely right. Um, yeah. So, AJ, that, your number five, please. Right, my number five. So, we punted on the franchise. <laughs> it just follows up on the, are we not watching the same thing? Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. 
Ghost Protocol was a fun one. So you went with Ghost Protocol. I went with the original. Uh, you've yeah. punted higher, so go for it. Yeah. So for a very long time, I had stopped at number two. Don't know why. I just felt like I, it wasn't Tom Cruise hate because I really liked Tom Cruise, but I just got to you a point where I was like, are you, are you really doing another one? And I just left it at that kind of thing. During my um, isolation, I'd done the whole collection. <laughs> I, I can now firmly push number two further down the echelons of the film, it, the film franchise. Um, Good. <laughs> Three's my favourite, by the way. With Philip, Se- with Philip Seymour Hoffman. I love I that. Yeah, yeah, another great It was R. a good one. It was a good one. Um, I, I sometimes kick myself because I realised that the end of the film is also the beginning of the film. So many times when I might have turned over to or walked in on people watching it, I was like, oh, fuck's sake, it's halfway in the film. I'm not watching it. Walked away. When I watched it this time, I was like, oh, I could have watched it. We were there, mm. weren't we? But, um, yeah, I I think I just had a lot of fun. Now, there are two sides to the spy element of of um, a film. There's the espionage, which you can get in Mission Impossible 1. Can I say, for the amount of times I've watched Mission Impossible 1, it was only the last time I watched it when I decided to go from 1 to 6. I truly mm. followed the narrative, and that is the problem I had with number 1. I know it may sound thick, I, I saw great set pieces, but I always got a bit confused by a certain part. No, bro, I'm with it. you. One is a bit of a sticky one to follow. The narrative is a bit disjointed in it. I'm completely with you on that. And You're not being thick. What, that's fair. Yeah, that that's what challenged me a lot with that film. Whereas now I was like, okay, I've seen number two. Philip Seymour Hoffman's uh, Mission Impossible 3 was great. I just had so much fun with um, number four, Ghost Protocol. I just... But it, now- Here's the thing, speaking of four, Andy Hart's just said something here, which I completely agree with. Am I movies from four onwards blur into one? I completely agree with that. For me, Mission Impossible 1 is clear, hardcore spy thriller. It hasn't gone balls to the wall act. Yeah, to be fair, it is from four onwards. Because I've watched it fresh, it's hard for me. That's fine. You've you've got them all fresh. Like I've seen them as they came out in the cinema, like sort of years years apart. Always enjoyed them, but if you ask me to differentiate between four, five, and is it six now? Like I couldn't. I couldn't. So while we're on this topic, can I say? And again, I haven't seen the um, Renner Bond movie. I had a lot of appreciation for him in those films, and I was actually quite sad to see him not come back in number six. That is also something that I thought was quite. Sad. I actually that element. Yeah, I didn't yeah. even fucking remember Jeremy Renner was in those. Yeah, yeah, and this That's is this how is the first one he was in. He, was it three or four? Oh, now I'm blurring into which one he was in. But Renner was definitely I, not in three. No, he's in 100%. four. Four was the first one. Yes, and this is the this is the one. <laughs> it's the gadgets. When we're talking spies, I think of the espionage part, but then it's the mad gadgets, and this is where this film just blew me apart with it. And it was those. Is four the one with the museum scene? Where they kind of create that fake wall to make the guards look... No, make... no, that's further down. I think that's five. that I thought was funny. That was fun. That, that, that in was a fun. good way. That this was really fun. This is the one where he's climbing up the wall in, I believe, Dubai. With the glove, the red glove, and it starts to lose battery. And it's like, Tom, what are you doing? <laughs> but there was just... It it, it it had it had it obviously it does become more gadget and more what stunt is Tom gonna do next? I appreciate that. So if you're gonna talk about espionage, yes, number yeah. one wins. Number one wins, two has but that's a touch kind of, of what it. we're talking about. Spy espionage. But then it depends what you're looking for in a spy movie. Because then yeah, well, it, no, that's fair. 
That's fair, but, but as I said, it's, it's an out-and-out spy movie. MI1 for me is the one. The thing is, the thing that they've overdone with the Mission Impossible films is the face pool, which obviously does lean into the whole espionage part because you're infiltrating areas. So that right. is in there as well. Um, he, he's got an issue with IMF again. So he, he he's on his own and he builds his own team. So I, it just ticked a few boxes for me, but I had the most fun with it. That is what I will have. And I think the gadgets were absolutely insane. The stunts, the stunts make it more action, I appreciate. But I think I really enjoyed the gadget side of it as well in this one. And that's why I went for Ghost Protocol. Now that you guys have said Blur, where I feel confident, I'm now doubting myself of what was in 5 and what was in 6. I'm shutting up a bit. But yeah, great fun. I am so glad I've gone beyond 2 in this franchise. And I'm looking forward to number 7. And I'd argue that the most iconic moment in all of them is still in Mission Impossible 1, the hanging scene. Oh, the drop, the drop, the drop, the drop blew everyone away. Uh, yeah. I mean, talk about tense. The fucking sweat and everything is up. And then, okay, you may not have seen it, but I'm sure most people, the knife after, and it's just that reaction of, ah, we done fucked up. I think we're yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the yeah. narrative, the narrative fucked me up to too much, bro. Even now, I had it was like minimal rewinds of catching something. The only thing I did find, which I don't know if many people could have caught, and I'm going to ask you who's watched them as they released. Mm. I can't remember who the actress was, but she was Max's daughter. Did you link her to being Max's daughter, Max from Number One? Well, Rebecca Ferguson. Yeah. No, I didn't. Remember, she's the arms dealer, Max's daughter. Max's. Um, the lady from number one, I can't remember the actress's name, but yeah, that's Max. Book of Joe, Max, yeah. No shit. Yeah. So they were all linked, which is something I was like, no way. Obviously, it helps when you've watched it all in one day, as opposed to... So Tom Cruise is aged in this timeline. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you watch it from this skin, like, he's not an ugly man. Tom Cruise is never going to be characterized as that. But, you know, from this young, slim guy, and you can just start to see him bulk up a bit more. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna get fat. I'm gonna get big. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love the yeah. Simon Pegg. Sorry, I have to say that because obviously I'm not a Cornetto fan. The Simon Peggs to see. Oh yeah, I, I appreciated him more and more. I've got a weird love hate relationship with Simon. He's Pegg. good in these. He's good in these. That's he what is. I'm saying. For me, he's not normally my guy. I loved him in these. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, my number four then. People are going to now scream at me and say that this is far too low. Alfred Hitchcock, the thing that inspired the Mount Rushmore, North by Northwest. Nico, how dare you? That's my number four. Right. <laughs> it is what it is. Now, can I tell you something? If, uh... Oh, Andy Hart says, Nico, Vanessa Kirby is Max's daughter, not Rebecca Ferguson. Thank you. That actually makes more sense. I, I, do, you, do you know what you reminded me? And I just. That makes a lot more sense. Now, before the comment section blows up with hatred for putting the great Alfred Hitchcock solo, um, here's the thing. I was actually toying with the idea of not even putting this on. Andy Hart, to his credit on Twitter, did set me straight. But my argument is, is this a spy movie? Because Cary Grant's not a spy. No, but it's, it's a, a case of after the it's a case of mistaken identity. You've just said what Andy Hart said, which is he may not be the spy, but the title of the movie isn't movies about a spy. It's spy movie. This and is to a that possible... end, to that end. Then I thought, so if I go down the line of 
he's not a spy, therefore he can't be valid. That fucks me for my number one. So I'll put it on. <laughs> fair play. Fair play. Um, this and my number three. So yeah. I'm, I, at least I'm a consistent hypocrite. Oh, of course. This and my number three is what made it valid because I, I, I had a similar issue, even though there was a spy in it. But North by Northwest, um, I always put it down to a film I watched when I was studying film at uni. That didn't last too long, people. So I don't think like this guy's a film critic and he just knows the blockbusters. It didn't last. Pundit, pundit, pundit. We're not critics. Pundit, we're pundit, 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 critic, whatever which way you want to put it. He talks films and he went to uni to study it and he's only done the blockbusters. No, I was there for three months, if that. But <laughs> anyway, without digressing, this was a film that I'm eternally grateful to my teacher for my lecturer for bringing up north by northwest again it's a case of mistaken identity and a chase and a man just trying to prove his innocence and uncover the truth now that he's stuck in the middle of all this madness um even his family don't believe him i i it's not my first hitchcock but it's one of my favorite hitchcock movies here's one for you and for the chat your favorite alfred hitchcock movie and here we go I think it could be this one. Rear window by a country fucking mile. So, in fairness, I still haven't seen that, which is a sin on my behalf. Um, can I, you, you don't have a Hitchcock coming up after this, do you? You're thinking you, you're going to bring up Notorious, aren't you? No. Well, go on. I don't have another Hitchcock, so fire away. 39 Steps. Haven't seen it. No, sorry, my bad. Hmm? <sighs> For a film that had a lot of appreciation, I, I, it's one of those things, again, I sometimes have to watch a film when I'm not watching it for the purpose of what it is, yeah? That film bored me. And for something that's heralded a great, <clears throat> it was a tough oh, one. Welcome to I, my Casablanca pain. Yeah, it was just a tough watch, man. And there's this part, and I, I, some people could be, oh, but AJ, it's the time and the place. I get it. The guy who is in this film and I'm hoping this is the Hitchcock version because it does seem a bit young for Hitchcock. I think it's early Hitchcock, but the guy is meant to be a Canadian. I know we're re- diverting from North by Northwest for a sec here. He's meant to be a Canadian. I've never heard a better use of the Queen's English than this actor who was playing Canadian. Yeah, so um, w- w- what is the distance between Quebec and Montreal? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you doing to me? Like, there are certain things I just need to buy into. And I get it. We're talking at early age, but it was just... And so he'd be he'd actor. be quite Chelsea if he was actually British. Yeah, proper rah rah. Yeah, 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 rah, rah, rah. And then yeah. they've got these ah, oh, the Scottish who sounded Welsh at some points. And have you seen what? the man of boots? Like they're, they're meant to be Scottish. They're meant to be in Scotland at one point, and then they sort of sound a bit Welsh to me, just the way they done it. And it was I like, mean, that's a we... very different accent, bro. It was weird. It was weird. But again, I'm still watching this and I'm like, is this guy made... It's not a pivotal point to the story, but it just bugged me. But anyway, back to North by Northwest, which I do appreciate. Freaking awesome. I, I, I had a lot of fun with this. I remember, and I always remember this, that sticks out to me with North by Northwest. My brother, at the time, must have been no older than nine or ten. Big 27-year-old man now. And he was like, fuck it up. That's, that's wow. That's the other way to say. But um, he was taken in by this film as well. Like he was like, this is good. And you know, it's it's, it's hard for, good. You like as a kid, when they see that the those technicolor type films, and it's like, oh like he was taken in by this film. And 
a bit sketchy on it, but I always remember it as a film that stuck out to me. as a, And it's a very heavy influence on my number three. That I always remember when I was watching it. So I'll Ooh, talk I'm a bit intrigued. more about it. Yeah. And again, it's the spies of the It's villain. so fucking influential, this film. It is so influential from the fight on top of Rushmore to the suspenseful train scene to the plane coming in, which inspired the likes of Indiana Jones and the like. It's it's as close to a masterpiece as you can get. I would agree. I would argue that it's, although not my favorite Hitchcock movie, I think it's his most accomplished. <laughs> Sorry, I just. Um, oh, Pedro so, Santos fucked you up. Right. What is that? But no, Andy is like, I love so many Hitchcocks. North by Northwest is my favorite. Shout out to Andy. Gavin is in the same situation as I feel I can be at times. And uh. It is growing. I think I would need a beer keg for the number of Hitchcock films I haven't seen. <laughs> I've heard of so many. There are so many that are missing in my in my list. Sabotage, I believe, could, is that another Hitchcock film? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Vertigo from Pedro Santos. Rear oh, Window, Frank Torres, my guy. Rear Window. North by Northwest from Francis Lalonde. Carry on, AJ. Um, where were we? Oh, um, you just, we'll yeah, just fuck Pedro you with that. <laughs> I know. So is this the original 19... 19- 31 are we talking the remake in the 70s because I, I the, the story looks like it had something but I, I, yeah it just it just didn't it couldn't grab me the, the way it was top by the way you've mentioned 1930s i don't know why that triggered me but do you realize that a few days ago we celebrated the 100 year anniversary of nosferatu i will put my glass down because i have seen that film that is insane 100 years since that nosferatu Francis Lalonde, I see your comment. Drink. Oh God, here we go. What's this? Ah, there is there is a remake. I think it's a 1970 something, 78, I believe. But that's only because yep. I was looking to find the film. And oh, right there we go. Oh, and by the way, guys, it, it, I know it's old. I know it's a silent film, and I know most of our audience watching live will actually have seen it because you're all amazing film fans. But by some miracle, if you haven't seen Nosferatu, please watch. There's also a film, and I think we done it when we were doing a film about vampires, with Will and Dafoe, where they're showing the making of Nosferatu. It's like a film about a film kind of... Oh, it might have been movies about movies. Yeah. Very interesting. Very interesting watch. It starts to get a bit weird because they start to play on if it was really a vampire, but that is the story some people go down. Worth a watch. Worth mm. a watch. Can't remember the name of it, but very good film. We've got... Okay, so we've both done North by Northwest as our number four. Okay, over to you for your number three. You've either forgotten this or you're going to pump me. Um, in at number three, uh, go fuck yourself. Argo. So, screw it. Where's that button? But yes, it's a punt, my friend. Don't worry. Do not. So. Yeah, so. <laughs> we're good. We're good. <laughs> I thought so. All right, you're number three then, AJ. So, as I said, very heavy influenced by um, North by Northwest. Will Smith, Gene Hackman, Enemy of the State. You love this film, don't you? Bro, it was fucking awesome, man. I fuck yeah. <laughs> so yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, because the way you said it as if like to say like wow, like who like, No no I no, no. I like this film, but you love this film. Well you, bear in mind I, I used to be a Will Smith mark, so that, that would have used very to be much... <laughs> you just put it at number three. There's no used to be in this, my friend. You still no, are. Pre- no, listen, Will Smith of then and Will Smith of now are two very different Will Smiths. This is the problem. Like, so quickly, have... Pedro Santos, Nosferatu, well, obviously 22. <laughs> <laughs> It's a hundred years old, bro. <laughs> I don't mean to sound patronizing, but obviously the, the 1922 version. 
It's 100 years old, my man. <laughs> Pedro, I think you've been drinking too much, my friend. The silver screen dudes do the flux capacitor. Welcome to 2079. <laughs> Literally. Uh, <laughs> sorry. sorry. Pedro, nothing but love. Sorry. But yeah. Right, enemy of the state. Yeah, enemy of the state. So as I said, very heavily influenced this case of mistaken identity, very much like North by Northwest, where Will Smith meets up with an old college buddy who slips something into his bag, and it's a chip inside the, if I remember, into his son's toy racing car that then divert the spy. Did they kill the spy? I think they killed the friend. can't remember. But anyway, long story short, they remember that they now believe that Will Smith is infiltrating and has this information that they heavily require. In that, they end up killing his mistress, who was very close friends with the ultimate tinfoil hat wearer, but ultimate CIA agent and itself, Gene Hackman, who, can I say, recently posted up a picture um, on social media. I should have got it, especially now that I knew I was bringing him up. Um, he's retired from acting, but he just showed a picture recently to show people he's doing well. You know what? Good, good on you, Gene. So I was, I was quite happy to see, especially in a year where we've lost some greats. Good to see Gene Hackman still standing and able to take a picture for the people. And it, He's what I love about this film, good Gene Hackman, oh, fucking powerhouse of an actor, man. Yeah, fucking powerhouse of an actor. Yeah. Um, what I love about this film is okay. Now nothing really shocks us in terms of what is capable in terms of espionage and stuff like that. But when you can see what was technology, what the government actually had in terms of tracing people, in terms of tracking even the way you walk and the way you move. And, you know, okay, we've all seen the tapping of the phone from bloody Mission Impossible and beyond and before, if, if even, you know, that, that stuff. But it, it unlocked technology in a way of, they can do that? And it wasn't bullshit, yeah. you know? This was the thing about it. And it was the way that Gene Hackman was so in tuned that it was like, don't do this. And he seems like the crazy old guy. And more and more, it's like, he's fucking bang on point you know and that's what i loved about this film i think it was a great pairing um of two stellar actors and i just loved everything that this film had to deliver fucking loved it dude i got nothing but love for enemy of the state but you got nothing but love for enemy of this <laughs> i will not hold back on it that's the damn truth <laughs> Uh, you're not alone, AJ. Francis Lalonde says, uh, had forgotten about Enemy of the State. Andy Hart says, Enemy of... Why have I got an echo? What the fuck? I can't hear an echo. I have a bad echo on this end. It's fine. I'll keep it down. Andy Hart says, Enemy of the State was good, but the conversation is so much better. And then Pedro Sanctos, Pedro Sanctos to follow that up, says, AJ, did you see the conversation? Gene, Gene Hackman's character is supposed to be the same Ooh. for that one. Look at him go. Look at how happy AJ is. <laughs> love that. Love that. that. Um, Francis Lalonde says, which raises the question, would conspiracy theory be a spy espionage film? I have seen that one. And my answer to that one is yes. 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 Yeah. Uh, Frank Torres is with you. Since I've seen that, actually. Jesus. It's definitely a spy espionage film. Yeah, but it just that needs a rewatch. Frank Torres agrees with you. Enemy of the State was fun. It was part of the Will Smith trilogy that cemented he was box office gold after Independence Day and Men in Black. Yep, yep. He was Mr. Summer Blockbuster, there's no doubt. Oh, Pedro, my bad, bro. <laughs> Nico, I meant which version do you guys prefer, the 22 or 79? I, yeah, my, Pedro, my bad, bro. I like the 79 one better. Pedro, now you get to make me look like an idiot. 79? Drink. So, yeah, yeah. Okay, in that sense, I didn't even... I... <laughs> Short of the question, I yeah, I've only seen the 22 version. 
mixed memorabilia says, uh, sorry, yeah, mixed memorabilia says Bridge of Spies coming up. Yep, Sumi drinking. <laughs> We're gonna have to turn this into a proper alcoholic game and get smashed every you Tuesday. Know you know what? I was just, it's funny you say that because I was thinking that right now that's water. One day it might be, I'm not gonna name the brand, but yeah. In the words of Buster, I may have to pester anyway. Until they pay me for it, I'm not saying the name of the brand. <laughs> I'm just saying we could do like a sort of once or twice a year, like a drunk movie Mount Rushmore. <laughs> you know and what? see how we progressively get more and more and more drunk. Because you know the screeners would fuck with us. So do you know what? They you know people be. like Mixed Memorabilia and Andy Hart are going to start throwing shit that we've never even heard of. I mean, we could do a top ten. Do you know what? Guys, let yeah. me ask you all. Let yeah. me ask you all. It is not going to be something we do monthly, week weekly. You can fucking forget it. I got a little no, girl. No. But maybe, <laughs> maybe on our birthday. Well, do you know what I was thinking? That's a good shout, actually. Do you know what I was thinking, which would be a good one, and it's a perfect example. Because maybe on our birthdays we may be together or something like that, out celebrating restrictions permitting. No, it but like the episode that's close to our birthday. Yeah, yeah, okay, true. But the other one that's like kind of crossed my mind, and I don't know why it jumped into my mind. Permitted, I'm not working because I was this this year just gone. It would be a good way to see in the new year, <laughs> just completely slaughtered. Do you know why that's a great idea, but also a terrible idea? Because what's our last episode of the year? Most anticipated of yeah. the next year. They can't yeah. fuck with us as hard unless yeah, they want to troll us and go. Have you seen this movie? No, no, I want. <laughs> I want to give the screeners fair chance yeah, to yeah, flub yeah. with us. Y'all yeah. can fucking join in too and get drunk with us, but no pressure. But would you, guys, comment down below right now. We're watching. Would you like to see once or twice a year AJ do a drunk movie Mount Rushmore? We'll have a bottle of spirit with us. We'll do shots. And every time someone says, have you seen this? We'll be honest. You've seen we're honest, especially when we've got water as our fucking corner. <laughs> but yeah. If you would like to see us do a drunk movie Mount Rushmore where every time someone brings up a movie which we haven't seen and we say, haven't seen it, drink, because that seems to be the new thing now on the movie Mount Rushmore, we actually take a shot and, so and see how legless we are by the end of it. I'm down for it. I may get a whole lot more offensive. That's just what I do. But of course. I'm, also, I'm also scared of toilet breaks. <laughs> That's the one part of it that scares me. Uh, well, no, we're doing shots. Depends. Bro, I've had a, like, a massive cup of fucking tea here and I've had like a thousand mil bottle of water. It's like, true. I'm, it's true. You I'm know, putting a thousand mil of alcohol in me. I will die. <laughs> I probably could. I probably could do it. I probably could do it. But hey, if, oh, if Pedro Santos Pedro Santos says drunk much more quarterly four times a year. Listen, Gavin Mann people... says, as a teetotal man, I endorse this idea. Frank Torres says, yes, give us a month's notice so we can drink too. I like this, Frank. Well, this is the thing, because I need to book annual leave around these stuff, right? <laughs> Francis, Francis Lalonde is ready to bend us over with no Vaseline. Got my list of 1,200 films <laughs> at hand. Who was it that said they've seen 4,000 films at the time that I was like, I haven't seen many. And I was almost like, I've, I've casually said, I've seen 4,000 films. Like, You've definitely seen 4,000 films, AJ. Well, bro, now I have, yeah. <laughs> With all of this going on. Over, bro, over the course of this fucking five years of doing the this show together, like, for one million percent, you have seen 4,000 okay. movies. Okay, yeah. But let's also remember that I could be the guy that a couple of years ago would have been 
um, Die Hard 3. I'm very sure Simon Gruber was a spy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had my bit of infiltrating these lists early on, yeah? Oh, God. We've got some ideas coming here. Andy Hart says, all the viewers can drink along with you. Mixed memorabilia will be very thirsty. Hey, here. This is true. Uh, mixed memorabilia says, movie of choice, drunken master. <laughs> that could be true. Drunken master. I think that's applicable to you, mixed memorabilia, because <laughs> you will be the master of the drunkards. Uh, Frank Torres says, and the topic should be top 10 favorite movie drunks. Oh, Denzel Washington flight. Oh, good job. Good. Yeah, but yeah, then yeah. again, how many films involve a drunk like that? But yeah, we could. All right, guys. Let's it, have it... a quick look. Movies. Obviously, I remember, with I remember the name of the film. Drunk I remember that film about... characters. I remember the film about the how Alcoholics Anonymous was founded. That was quite a good film. Oh, remember. dude, there's a lot of them. <laughs> there are a lot of them. Holy yeah, God. but then we'd have to be fair. We'd have to be fair with the game and be like, based on what we've seen so far. Otherwise, we're going to be like fucking sober by the time we've done the 10 films between us. What? We'll pick... Okay. Oh. We're not going to pick a topic about alcoholism or drunks, but we will pick a topic where this... Because in the interest of having fun, we're going to pick a topic where the screeners have full reign to fuck with us. Do you know what I think we need to do? It needs to be like a mix of the hat. We just pull out a topic... No research, like next week we're doing this or tomorrow we're doing this. And it's like, cool. <laughs> no prep time. If you've seen it, you've seen it. <laughs> so you guys throw your suggestions at us. We'll keep them in a bag. When now it comes, the... we'll just pick a topic. Here's the question, AJ. What if the two of us pick movies that the other person hasn't seen? Are we allowed to fuck with each other? Or is it just the screeners who are fucking no, with us? No, because you could kill me on this, bro. This is a fact. <laughs> I will be a blubbering mess by the end of this one. Yeah? I would have to go down to the deepest depths of like, I'm not even going to mention them now because it will be bait and you'll research them now. But it would have to be very, dare I say it, ebonic movies in order to fuck with you. So, like, I'll be real. Between the two of us on our top 10 movies of 2021, who had the black exploitation movie and who didn't? Judas and the Black Messiah. This is true. This is true. So, oh, Pedro Santos, that's a great one. Animal House, that's a fucking great shout. Oh, God, Gavin Mann, top 10 heading Christians in films. You, oh, fuck me. <laughs> oh, do you know when I get us? Do you know when I get us? Uh, Will Ferrell movies. Oh, like, I'm not watching 10 Will Ferrell movies. You guys, <laughs> exactly. I would have is, to is be drunk. That becomes a choice. Film or alcohol? But we still have to have a list, AJ. We have to have a podcast to talk. It's not just we're going to show up and let them say fucking names. And in the builder, it's like, hey, we're here. Tell us movies so we can drink. Like, no, we have to actually build our lists. And in the, in the, in the making of this list, I'm not watching 10 Will Ferrell movies. You must be. I don't know what you're smoking, my friend, but no. <laughs> I'm just in the mood for a piss up, obviously. I'm just like, yeah, throw it out. I think a piss up on our birthday episodes could be fun. Yeah, I think we need to do that. So, guys, just head on over um, to at Movie NT Rush. We'll just DM. Just DM the list. We'll star them. We'll have them there. And then at one point, um, I was going to say the email address, but that'll be back up next week. But, yeah, uh, we'll just randomly pick a topic. It will just be in there. We won't look. And we'll just be like, Phew! random selection. If we've got it, we've got it. If we don't, we're fucked. Bottom line. I love this. We do need to make a list, though, AJ, each of us. Yes, but you Andy make, Hart, uh, you've stumped me. Andy Hart, what have you done to me? Quote from one of Nico's favorite movies. What's your nationality? I'm a drunkard. Why am I blanking? 
Ah! Why am I blanking hard? AJ, help. Help. I would love to. I would love to. Why do I think it's... I want to say it's Fuck's Monty sake. Python, but I don't know if it is. Oh, nationality. I'm a drunkard. Oh, fuck off, Andy. <laughs> Casablanca, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I see I'm already being fucked with. <laughs> right. Okay. Shall we proceed? Shall we? Yeah, so that uh, my number three, you punted. Your number three was... Enemy of the state, thank you. Uh, my number two. You're gonna, we're going to have to punt. I have a feeling knowing you, we're going to have to punt the franchise. I'll just say James Bond. Yeah, of course, of course. Okay. Right, so obviously it's the punt for your number three, my number two. Ah, go fuck yourself if you hate this film. I, uh, I, I can only but thank you for introducing me to this film, in honesty, because, yeah, it, it was something. Uh, I know some people are not the biggest Affleck fan. Hi. Yeah, bro, I get it. Like, Again, I, it's sad, but it's one of those things. That anytime you think Affleck, you think Damon, and there was only, there was one clear winner to me. Yes, buddies. There was yes. one clear winner. So I, I'm fifth, I, I I could take an Affleck film, but they don't blow me away. This film did. Mm. This film had an absolute magic, and if we're ever going to talk about goosebumps in a movie, the plane, that airport scene. It's so tense. Jesus it's so tense. My God, has that had me each time. So the story is a bunch of spies who go into a Middle Eastern country. If you can remember, feel free to intervene. But I don't. Um, under the disguise of filmmakers for a film called Argo. I was going to say Fargo there. It's definitely Argo. Um oh by the name of Argo, which is meant to be like a sci-fi film, so they're doing these shots but it's all in the name of espionage. They, they capture their information, they are now getting back home. No, they're freeing people who've been captured. Yes, no, it's not it. freeing yeah, people yeah. who've been captured. So the people who were working in the US Embassy in this Middle Eastern Austin, country yes. are on are hiding and the CIA yeah, are coming to the take them out. Slightly blanking in terms of memory as to what it was, but yeah, so they've now got all of these people onto the plane and they're about to get off and it's, will they get away or won't they? All based on a true story. Absolutely freaking awesome. Mm. I, yeah, it, the concept of how they were smart enough to develop this is one. But what um, I love is what they did back home. What John Goodman and Alan Arkin did. Like these big time Hollywood guys worked with the CIA them, yeah. and did not just a poster, a casting call. They did a film fucking film. marketing campaign yeah. to make the world believe there was actually a film called Argo coming out. Like, yeah. it's nuts what these guys did. And it's true story. Not all of it, but oh, this shit happened. Creative, creative liberty. Um, one bit I would like to think that was part of it is the fact of, you know, where Ben Affleck's son was very much into uh, the the sci-fi movies and he brings back that bit of memorabilia for his son. It just, it just seems yeah. tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd not. like to believe that was real. It seems yeah. very emotional Hollywood, but I would of like course to it believe does. that of was course real. It does, but it, it, it's something sweet about it. But powerful movie, man. Powerful movie that, you know, sometimes you can feel and it's like, oh, I don't really catch a vibe with this film. I remember watching the beginning, obviously the, the whole um takeover of the embassy was one thing already then it starts to you know it started to 
it caught my attention. I'm like, okay, so this is the story. This is what they're going to do. And it's a build up. Everyone getting to know each other. Slow down a bit. Then my God, does it pick up again? And it's, yeah, what a journey. What a mm. journey. Yeah, completely agree. And I feel, okay, it's not quite Crash and Avatar territory, but it's definitely become trendy to hate on Argo. I don't get it. I would say that this is one of the two Ben Affleck films that she starred in where I could say Ben Affleck wasn't average or good. He was actually great in it. Yeah. Like, he is great in Argo. And the other one I would give him credit for, AJ, you might be having to drink on this one, is The Accountant. Oh, my God, Affleck is Why good. Why do I think film. I've seen The Accountant? Punishers in it. John Bernthal. Oh, fuck me, bro. I... All right, cool, cool, cool. Don't worry. Don't Complicated worry. and long-winded. I think I've seen The Accountant, though. Oh. If not, I'm all out of water, but yeah. Just, just think about <laughs> Uh, Mixed Memorabilia says Argo is a very good film. Francis Lalonde says Affleck in Paycheck in 2003. Yes. Yeah, I enjoyed Paycheck. Hey, okay. Andy Hart says anyone watched the new Affleck movie on Amazon yet? You haven't named it, so I'm not drinking. Um, <laughs> but no, I have not. Uh, no, I Frank Torres says Argo, when the custom officer speaks English, I said, oh, shit, out loud in the theater. In it. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't get a chance to see it in the cinema, but God, I can imagine. And yeah, you, you were well within your rights. Well God within your rights. Um, Pedro Sanchez says, Argo was a competent film. Didn't love it, but I liked it. That's fine. You don't have to love everything. Andy Hart says, a sequel to The Accountant is in pre-production. That excites me. Gavin Mann says, The Accountant's really good, AJ. Gavin Mann says, speaking of Crash, watched it for the first time last week. Good choice, AJ. Yes, Gavin, man. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Gavin. You honestly made my day in what has also been an awesome day already. So I really yeah. appreciate that. Thank you. Very yeah, much. really glad you enjoyed that one because AJ and I seem to be on an ever-decreasing size of Ireland of people yeah. who like Crash. Population free at the moment. <laughs> I, I, I truly Literally. believe that. People like, Crash is through all of us. It's like, it's racism. No, no, no. It, ha it has my tear-jerker moment. Like, Anytime someone says, have you no soul, you can't crash? Invisible cloak. I say no more. Yeah. yeah. Invisible cloak is real. Um, Andy Hart says, as we're getting to the business end, a few really good films that probably won't make the list. And Andy Hart says, when eight bells toll, the Ipcris file is on BBC iPlay I play right at the moment. I really wanted to watch it. I really wanted to watch it. It's a Do you Michael know what? Cage I'm not going to lie. Movie. I started catching up on stuff today and I saw it. It came up today on my list, and I was like, "There's no time. There is no time to watch it." So I am actually going to add that to the list. And it's I'm on gonna... iPlayer at the moment, mate. So you can catch it whenever. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be honest. I've not seen a Jack Ryan movie. No, nor me. Nor me. I know there's a load and uh, different people. There are, but now it. here's the thing. That isn't our fault. That's the marketing people's fault for not making me want to see a Jack Ryan because I've got nothing against the franchise. I've just never seen it. Why? I've never been told, given a marketing message going, you should watch this. Here's why. Yeah. Yeah. Not my fault. Uh, sorry, Andy Hart's carrying on. The spy who came in from the cold, the hunt for Red October. Mm. That is one I do need to watch and no way out. My dad, my, I remember my dad having it on tape. Sean Connery is in it. It's meant to be fantastic. I believe it's Sean Connery speaking. I, it is Russian, Sean Connery, yes. Speaking Russian in the beginning or something. There's a part where he speaks Russian. I'm very sure of it. Das Vidanya. 
I said to you, Ashwinanya. Um, Andy Hart says, did you watch Crash or Crash? I was tempted to answer. I'm very much hoping we were talking the Crash that I was talking of the 2000s and not the Brazilian Crash movie. Um, Gavin, please confirm. Mm -hmm. Did it have Brendan Fraser and Sandra Bullock and Terrence Howard? And And Tandy Newton. And and Ryan uh, Felipe. Ludacris. Oh, what's his name? Matt Dillon? Yeah. Matt Dillon, well played. Great pull. Matt Dillon, yeah. (laughs) Um, Pedro Sancto says, I prefer funeral in Berlin to Ipcris. Well, I have to check that out. Mixed memorabilia says, Yes, crash again. Are we talking crash or crash? But if it's if it's our crash, thank you. Francis Lawrence says, You like the bugs life, you may like them for in October. Way to put it back from the beginning of the show. Francis Lalonde, there's a career in stage comedy for you. Um, cool. All right, so are we on to the our worst now, yes? Yeah. So I'm surprised I picked this one because, yeah, everyone's expecting me to pull No Time to Die. I'm not. You all know I don't like the movie. We can move on from it now. Um, I can't believe I'm doing this. I'm putting a Brad Pitt movie as my worst. I still can't believe it. Brad Pitt and Marion Cotillard, allied. Did I watch was this on Netflix? I can't remember if I did watch it. May have been on Netflix. There's a review for it on the channel. Do you know what I can't tolerate? It's Shaggy Bond's wife. Is that. Um, <laughs> there is that. But no, the, what I really can't get my head around is when a movie is setting up an intrigue and it's making you think it's one thing and then it is that thing. Okay. Does that make I, sense? I it's, it's, it, it's like it, you're, you're waiting for the plot twist and it's not there. You're, so you're like, waiting for that holy yeah. shit moment. And when they say to you, there's no holy shit moment. What we were setting up is what you it is. It out. Yeah. You kind of think like, but if that's what it is, why were you presenting it to me as if it was a surprise? Basically, yeah. we're, we're in the height of the war here. Brad Pitt is married to Marion Cotillard. They're both kind of World War II spies. Marion Cotillard Ah, uh, do I spoil it? It's really not worth a watch, to be honest. What are people saying? Uh... Okay, interesting. I think I can go with this. So Frank Torres says, "Allied is for is for the wor- uh, is for the worst is warranted. It should have been so much more." Thank you. It really just it, it it's like what it set up versus what it delivered was just like, huh? The fuck. Pedro Sanctus says The Devil's Own was a worse spy film with Brad Pitt. Memorabilia, I've seen your question, no. But I will probably download it and try and watch it tonight. Mm. Um, have I seen Amores Perros? No. Pedro Sanctus agrees. Allied had so much potential and it failed to deliver. So so you can see there's a, there's a commonality with what I'm saying here, AJ. It's a husband and wife, both spies. You find out... I'm going to spoil it for you because I really don't want you to go waste two hours of... No, bro, bro I, you're my no, bro. No, no, I, don't I appreciate want you, it. I appreciate you do not need to waste your time with this movie, despite the star power that this movie has, and despite the fact that it is actually quite well shot. Like, it's quite a pretty film, right? Story-wise, it's dead. Just could have done right. better. Full potential could have done better. She's basically set up to be a double agent, a German, and Brad Pitt's adamant that she's not. The movie's leading you to believe that she is, and it's leading you on saying there's there's a carrot, there's a carrot, there's a plot twist, there's a plot twist. Yes, she is, but yes, she is, but. And then it just says, she is, but no. 
She just is. Like, so what oh. you told me in the first 30 minutes is basically... The fuck is the point of this then? Based on the true story, Brandon Charles? Because that's the no. only thing that could give it... No. A... Yes, fucked. It, it was just dumb. I was like, why, why why do this? What's the point? Yeah. yeah. That's sad. That's sad. Third potential. I can only agree It's with as it if the that. movie was called Two Plus Two. We all know what the <laughs> endings. No, no, but bro, it is. It really no, is. The movie is called Two Plus Two. You know what the end result is. What would have been interesting is if they said, ha ha ha, it does not equal four, it equals potato. It's like, okay. I'm intrigued. It's like, no, no intrigue. It's four. It's just four. Mm. Plain old four. Maybe my lucky number, but it's four. <sighs> the fuck's the point then? Yeah. Anyway, your worst. Right. So in hindsight, it should have been Anna, but I took the chance to bury that. <laughs> but I did come across a film and I, I, I shit you not on this. Yeah. Go on. So it came up on the list. As I do, I go for Google. See Was this the about. Netflix film you were talking about earlier? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm intrigued. It is starring Bill Pullman, The Coldest Game. Now, do you know how you um, talk about Rocky Four being Rocky Ends the Cold War? Because it is. <laughs> it literally this is. One, this film goes one better. Let's end the Cold War over a game of chess. Oh, behave. Shit I shit you not. So this is... You you come out in this story. You don't even see the guy initially, which makes it even worse. Um, Bill Pullman is just being... he He's doing some dodgy deal, but you can see he's a professor. Everyone calls him a professor. And he's like a drunk, right? And then the CIA capture him, and he's like, right, let me guess. This guy is dead, and you want me to pretend to be him or something. They're like, well, you're pretty much right. Yes, he is dead. But yeah, um, because the US are taking on the Russians, in this chess game, we're allowed a replacement and it's going to be you. So essentially, you're not faking it. And he goes, Right. And what makes me think we're not in the US anymore? Or they, he says something and, like, what makes you really. No, this is it. He's discovering um, I realize we're not in the US anymore. They're like, What makes you say that? Because we're in a soundproof room and we're raised from the floor. And that was it. Right. That's the big, like, Oh, we're in a CIA hidden building. So now move to the fact that we're in Poland. And he's getting ready for this game. And we realize that he's meant to be mega smart. And he is an alcoholic because it slows his brain down. Right? That's what it does. It helps him become somewhat. It just helps him become more human because his mind moves at the speed of light, essentially. And, yeah, the story just unfolds. And he's got this general or commander. I can't remember what it was. This Polish guy who sneaks him in alcohol when the Russians have said no more alcohol to him. And also sneaks him out to, like, see the world around him of Poland for some unbeknown reason. It becomes a spy movie because there's also some information that's meant to be involved in it, right? Mm. Information that's meant to be on a film, but we don't know what it's about, but there's some hidden information that's meant to be out there, and there's a rat involved in the situation, and we're meant to find out who's the CIA agent who's a rat. I don't mean to cut you off. This sounds shit. Bro, it was terrible. It was absolutely terrible. This sounds really shit. It was so bad, and you've got this, like, two-minute part of the guy that you thought you could trust, should you trust him or not, he dies. Then there's this woman who sounds like she was on his side. She turns out to have been the spy. But in the, the way that she was killed was not threatening at all. Then eventually he, he tracks the information down. You still don't know if you can trust anyone else in the rest of the film. And it does. I actually went on to Google after this to find out about this. And I didn't see something. Then I saw, you know, you scroll down a, a tad further. Hmm. Rotten Tomatoes had this film. Mm-hmm. 
Zero percent. Good. Sounds about right. It was terrible. Critical Anna rating, though, yeah? Anna was still worse, but this was very bad. And it hurt me because of Bill Pullman. I really was like, oh, Bill's in this like It should be fun. It was bad. Yeah. It's on Netflix, should you have an hour and a half to spare? No. <laughs> I'm just putting it no. out there. In case no, anyone no. was I, like, no, I, I have, I this have next week's list to prepare for. Yeah. And, yeah. and a week after that. <laughs> oh, Francis Lalonde. Top 10 0% Rotten Tomatoes films. AJ, that's a double whammy because we're planning the opposite. I know, I know. This, oh, that's such my, a good idea. My mind when I came across it. I, I, do you know what it is? There's two, there's, it's double pronged. There's a part of me that doesn't mind, but it's also really torturing yourself. Not necessarily. You could just legitimately discover some movies that are 0% and you're like, I really like this. I don't get it. This is true. This is true. We don't always have to agree with the critics, but yeah, it's on the list. Put it that way. It's on the list. It's on the list. Francis Lalonde, I'll tell you what, I'm going to add this to our, to our growing list. It did cross my mind when I saw this That's one. a really good shout. I actually like that. Do it as a duality with our one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we can have some fun with this. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It'll be a back-to-back. Yeah, and guys, if unless you decide to go on to RT to check out what's going on, you may get severely pissed on that one. Like 100%, uh, like, you'll have seen it. This other end of the spectrum. Oh, yeah, it could be a drink fest. <laughs> Francis Lalonde's lovely. Artists must suffer. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Francis. This is true. This is true. Oh man. Uh, okay, we've got a few comments that have come up. Uh, uh, I think this is in reference to Allied. Frank Torres says the spoiler is in the trailer, I believe. Yeah, literally. If that's a reference to Allied, AJ, here you go. You can watch Allied. It's a three minute long movie. Watch the trailer. <laughs> no, it's actually true. It's actually true. The whole movie is in that trailer. It's true. Oh, okay, uh, cool. Uh, Pedro Santos, time for you to drink, my friend. Never heard of the coldest game. I, again, you, it may be in the um, international Netflix, it's definitely in the UK one. Okay. It's up to you. I, yeah. Pedro Sancto says, I thought one of you would have Ronin in their list. I love Ronin. Um, I think I've brought it up too much over the I course need to of see the last Ronin few again. years. I have Ronin's seen it. I've never great. seen it with my dad, but I'm so... Yeah, it's a, it's a blur to me. Ronin's fucking brilliant. Um, Frank Torres says, I'm going to start using that excuse for my drinking. My mind moves at the speed of light and I have to see <laughs> quote it i'm not joking they're like he he's always drunk because it just helps his brain slow down <laughs> uh makes memorabilia says have you watched a spy who came in from the cold nope thank you, nope. Thank you. i'm all out of juice so I'm, I'm just gonna add it to my list all right i'm gonna stop because the toilet is calling me if i carry on too much <laughs> um then what have we uh makes memorabilia says not bothered about those quote-unquote reviews that's in reference to rotten tomatoes gavin man says did aj mention long kiss good night i know it made a previous list aj that's your movie bro ah, no i didn't no i didn't <laughs> i have mentioned it in the past um i just remember her as a Hitwoman. I don't actually remember her as a spy. But... I remember her being an assassin as well, not a spy. Yeah. Okay. But hey, thank you for the reminder. One, one, one to rewatch. Been a while. Are you ready to be shocked now with my number one? 
Because I'm shocked. I'm actually shocked at myself that this is my number one. Go. So we haven't punted it, which is interesting. No, we haven't. And you've definitely and I know what your number one is because I know you, but you've forgotten this. Now you may not consider it a spy movie. But if you've forgotten it, holy fuck. Um so I'd like to put an apology out there to everyone watching because as spy movies go, North by Northwest, the James Bond movie, which I've got at my number two, which we punted on, Argo, Bourne, Mission Impossible. These are all more a stereotypical spy movies. But now if we go down the argument that Mr. AJ had and Mr. Andy Hart had, which is my counter to North by Northwest not being a spy, it's like, yeah, but spy shit was happening in it. Enter my number one. And it stars the great Robert Redford. Now, Robert Redford is a man who is synonymous with spy movies. You are not going spy to get game? Nope. I knew you were going to say no, that. I was going to say spy game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew you were going to say that. It's not spy game. I said Robert Redford purposefully to fuck with you. I'm making a point here. So Robert Redford is a man who is synonymous with spy movies. You have spy game. You've got three days of the condor, which I, by the way, Kind of shocked no one mentioned that, considering the level of knowledge of our movie fans. I mean, there is one other that I toyed with. but Robert Redford also did a little movie with Samuel L. Jackson, Chris Evans, and Sebastian Stan, and I've picked Captain America the Winter Soldier. <laughs> Fight me. I don't care. I don't care. Three things are true in life. Death taxes and AJ talking about comic book movies. I'm giving you a chance to talk about comic book movies. I got you, G. Here's why <laughs> Captain America the Winter Soldier is my number one. Because you know why? The bottom line is I'm not a Marvel mark. You've seen my top 10 of the year from last year. You've seen my most anticipated for this coming year. It's not inundated with comic book movies. I love comic book movies. AJ will say I am well versed in comic books, right? But... I, I don't mark out for these movies more than I do for, you know, something like a Lord of the Rings or a Star Wars, if you want, really want me to mark out. But I still, at my core, prefer, like, a great art house movie or a really cool independent movie or, like, something like the French Dispatch, which just pushes artistic boundaries. You know me, Edge. I'll always lean to those before I do to a big blockbuster, each to their own, right? But God damn it, looking down this list of movies that we've discussed... For me, Captain America was always, the Winter Soldier was always going to be in there because it literally felt like a 60s spy espionage movie. And the narrative of that film basically made it, while being a very bombastic, still a spy espionage movie. And at the end of the day, it's my top 10 list. And I looked at all of these and I went, you know what? The one which I'm going to watch again and again and get enjoyment from every fucking time is Captain America and the Winter Soldier. So for the first time in a very long time, a comic book movie is my number one choice. I know, sacrilege, how fucking dare I put a Russo Brothers movie with Frank Grillo above North by Northwest. What the fuck is wrong with me? Many things, but that's another story for another time. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I love this film. I thought, as the Marvel movies go, I still think the first Avengers movie is in my opinion, still the greatest comic book movie ever made, right? But they've had very much a kind of pop bubblegummy feel to them, the Marvel movies. Winter Soldier took it down another route. We went down a completely different route here. We grounded Captain America. We didn't go big on bombastic. We made it almost a character piece. And we made it about 
the betrayal of Shield. Shield may as well be the fucking CIA betraying their spy it's in this case. CIA, like ultimate, ultimate. But, no, but the equivalent. It's like yeah, body yeah. of lies. You know, it's the, it, it's the it's the main character not trusting the intelligence agency who he works for. It's that's, the CIA working with the KGB, essentially, isn't it? Let's that's just, just... basically Captain America: The Winter Soldier, and I love it. I love it. It's one of my top five Marvel films. I adore this film. It's so fucking rewatchable. And yes, is it, am I going to fight for it to be on the Rushmore? Fuck no, I'm not. But when I talk about my list of 10 spy movies and what do I say is my favorite, what do I love? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, I have no opposing to it. I toyed with putting it on and tried to actually do a week without doing comic book as well, if I'm honest. I'll be honest. What came in? You did put well, Kingsman, which is a comic book movie, but carry I'll on. I'll allow it. Marvel, then. Just allow me. We're doing it in stages, bro. But um, what, what happened is is um, Black Widow came up a lot as a spy movie, which then made me start to think of Civil War. That, uh, not Civil War, um, Winter Soldier. Mm. That is, in honesty, that's the way it, it developed for me. Um, yeah, it was just, just trying to, like, no, just don't go down the Marvel route again. That was a, a lot of my theory. And I'm, I'm allowed I'm, to, I don't do it often. Carry no, on. I know, I know. And in honesty, Winter Soldier is one of the greatest films in that franchise. Oh, yeah. I remember not oh, yeah. having any love, any love for Captain America 1. Oh, shit. It's legitimately I remember, shit. I, I remember watching Avengers and hearing that sequels were coming on and then you hear this is coming and you're like, well, what are they going to do with, you know, the, the, the saviour, Mr. Mister, say your prayers and eat your vitamins. And then the Winter Soldier came about and it was so a turnaround. It, such it, a turn. it, it defined Captain America as far as I'm yeah. concerned. Of course this it is did. where you're like, this is why I back Cap. Like, this yeah. is what made it what it is. So, no, it's, it's warranted. It would have been top five. If I did go down and feed into my little 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 things they did in this film that made his character instead of being a fucking dork, they actually made him almost like edgy. He needed edge. No, 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 not the edginess. The edginess was there playing clear as day. Whereby in the first film he was this awkward, almost like fucking muscular virgin type character. You know, he, I, I think in the first Captain America, they do something really dumb, which is, I think he refers to having sex as something like flan or souffle or something like that. It's like, sorry, how fucking old are we here? What the hell? But then, you know, he, he's got this, they, they, they dumbed him, virginized him down in the first one. But then contrast that with the second movie where, you know, he's still very much a man of the uh, a man of principle. the uh, a man of principle. He's an he's a, he's an innocent, pure souled man. But you know, his naivete almost becomes endearing in the second one. You know, the way he's making the list and he says to Anthony Mackie, yeah, when he's telling him that like, you need to listen to this album, and he's like making a list. Shit like that's endearing. It's like you you kind of like. Say. I actually that. downloaded that album based on Anthony Mackie. I haven't listened to it yet, but I downloaded it. Onto my oh, track. there you go. This is what I'm saying. It's like his his innocence became endearing instead of awkward. That's where it changed for me. It was in his purity that instead of me going, oh, you are such a fucking milk drinking twat, aren't you? I went from that to being, I kind of like you. Yeah. Yeah, you're a bit misinformed, but I do kind of like you as a person now. You're not a twat anymore. Yeah. 
he's he's like that kid on the playground who you you know not that he needs protecting because he's fucking Captain America, but you know he's kind of like if someone bullied him. Well, essentially, like, he hears who he was when Bucky first had him. Yeah, if someone was to bully Captain America in the first time, you'd be like, "You bought it on yourself, kid." But if someone was to bully Captain America in the second one, you would step and be like, "Allow this man, leave him. He's yeah. he, he he doesn't know, but leave him alone." You know. Yeah. That's that's the kind of relationship I felt I had with him. But then you're throwing Robert Redford, you're throwing Samuel L. Jackson, you're throwing the betrayal of Shield, you're throwing the downfall of Shield, the uprising of Hydra. It, listen, it's geeky as fuck, but I really like this film, and I see oh. your booze in the comment section. I see your booze. Oh I really? Your boo. Oh yeah, fuck yeah. Frank Torres with a big old boo, boo, big old. Do boo. you know what? I, I, I correct me if I'm wrong, people. And this is such a burial of me, but it's a fact when I bring this up at the same time. Oh, you're booing because Nico made it at number one, and that's not expected of him. Be real. I I like that question. Answer. No, no, honestly, because it's not a shit film. So I I, I want to know. Is it is it because of the yeah the angle and the the, the verse? Because we we all expect AJ to do it, and I'm again not dumbing myself down by saying they're all expecting me to pull three days of the condor. I knew them. Yeah, yeah, some some deep prophetic shit that I just haven't seen. Like maybe you could have been like. (laughs) Bro, it is what it is. Like, I, I embrace it now. Um, I don't know if that last thing is to be blocked. Do you reckon? We'll, we'll get there. Orange... Yeah, we'll anyway. get there. We'll get there. Mixed memorabilia says no way. Top four. Frank Torres says that is a superhero movie. Lol. Pedro Sancto says, ha ha. Frank Torres boo indeed, but it's all just personal taste. Therefore, boo. Okay. That's fine. I, I I knew this was coming. I knew me putting this movie as my number one would happen. I'm it's just a tough one as a number one spy movie, but on principle, you made a good argument. You can't deny anything. Shield Hell RA spy agency. It, it's, Hail you know, Hydra. That's deep. That was awesome in that. Pedro is way to tease the audience. Three days of the condo and deliver Captain America. I know I did that well, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> I did that really well. Uh, Pedro Sancto says, greatest comic book we have made, Conan the Barbarian. I disagree, but that is a very good, uh, that's a very fun movie. Are we um, talking about with the rock? And- no. Fuck off. Andy Hart says he's right. It is very much like a 70s paranoid thriller and a really good movie. Andy Hart, thank my guy, Andy. thank you. Thank you, Andy. Yeah. Um, Frank Torres says, if you put Winter Soldier on the Rushmore, it's going to win. No chance. Nothing beat Hitchcock on Twitter. Nothing will beat Hitchcock on Twitter. Like the day a Hitchcock movie loses a Twitter poll, Frank, don't worry. Like I'm not going to, no way would I say that if the aliens came down from Earth and I had to say, these are the four spy movies you have to see. I'm not putting Captain America in there as an objective, quintessential, diverse must see. No, obviously not. If you play in the tick box, it is diverse. It's diverse. And it's diverse. The must-see is debatable. Genuinely, the must-see is debatable. I think it is. I think it is. But do I think if I was to want to educate people who have never seen movies, would I say, you got to see the comic book stuff? No! It's fun, brain-dead stuff, and it's, you know, it's made its mark as far as blockbusters See, this, this, this is why it you're is getting rude, because it's that highty-tighty, higher-ground shit that you're taking now. Would I Bro, it's not higher-ground shit. We're looking at this... How is a higher ground shit? I yeah, like these movies. Movie, bro. This is what I'm saying. You've got that more RT angle. This is why people are booing you because they didn't expect it from you. Well, I'm being honest. I like them. Yeah, bro, the same I way know. that I like a movie like Anaconda. I don't give a fuck. 
I can enjoy. This, I'm not mocking you when I say this. This, this is, mm. it, it's, a, it, it's a sneak diss. It's like a compliment hidden inside the diss. Like, trust me, it, it's, it, it's just the caliber of films you tend to choose. But I would say if anyone came to me and they said, what do you need to watch? I'm pointing to the comic book shit. I'm just dropping it real. <laughs> but, uh, I can't ever agree with you on that because the comic book shit has just been done outside of the comic book realm so much better than what the comic book realm does. Like, there's nothing yeah. original in the comic book movies. I'm not nothing. saying but I'm I love them. To, I'm not saying every film I'm going to point to. I'm not going to be like, just watch the MCU and fuck off back to Mars. No. But I'm not going <laughs> to omit them completely. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'd uh... so say, if it, watch Blade. Best... That would be my one. Watch Blade. If you have to just watch one. Because you can't appreciate... The Avengers is the best comic book movie ever made. But you can't appreciate the Avengers without the build-up of the last five. <sighs> So if uh, I had to say, watch one isolated Captain America without having to build up to the whole backstory, like who's Bucky, that's why I get it. All mm -hmm. right. In that sense, yeah. But okay, all right, all right, mm. all right. We we digress. We digress. Uh, mixed memorabilia says the conversation Bridges spies Tinker Taylor soldier spy. Can't believe the latter wasn't mentioned. Now so, Tinker Taylor, Tinker Taylor was the film I tried multiple and i swear to you multiple times to watch this film i needed it to be on this list because mm -hmm. I, my dad had the book because the I've cast the awesome tv series it is meant to be freaking awesome multiple times dare i say mature to insomnia could well be that film yep and that's with love for Makes every even the cast members made me hate the fact that i hated this film well, Frank Torres Honestly. agrees with this, by the way. Tinker Taylor should have made it for sure. Guys, I'm sorry. Like, I'm going to be Team AJ on this. I saw Tinker Taylor at the cinema, bored me senseless. And I chose to rewatch it. And I did it beginning to end. It's a fucking snooze fest. I couldn't do like, it. I, I couldn't do it. It's boring. Like, if this is what being a spy is, give me James Bond any day of the week. I, I should, you know, so as you can see, background's different. I'm at the missus's house. She's downstairs watching double standards. I'm here up here watching this film. She came in on me twice. I fell asleep twice trying to watch this one film. Like, I know I have my issues when it comes to longevity. Of, I couldn't do it. And I love the cast. This is what bugged me with it. Couldn't do it. Sorry. Mm. Yeah. Oh, sorry. That vor.ong. Yeah, I'm going to block that. Yeah, I thought that block was a um, yeah, Andy Hart says sci-fi and comic book movies can be spy movies. You could have included Star Trek. Here's the thing. If you don't like comic book movies, that's fine. But you have to appreciate so after Avengers 1, like everything from Iron Man 1 to Avengers 1 was basically just comic book pastiche brought from comic book panel to screen, right? After that, Kevin Feige, because he's a very smart man, he knew he had to do something different. He couldn't just keep doing comic panel to film because you seen the trick once. Okay, what else you got for me? He made it his business to make each MCU film have its own kind of feel to it. Ant-Man is supposedly a heist film. Captain America is supposedly a spy film. Shang-Chi is supposedly, you know, a sort of oriental fantasy film, right? They've all got their kind of DNA in other types of cinema genres. That's what the MCU is. But that also kind of plays to the point I was making to you earlier, AJ, which is everything we see in the MCU is great fun. But I've seen it done better elsewhere. But it doesn't change the fact that the Winter Soldier, I love. It's such fun. I like it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. But Frank Torres reassures me, says, it's a friendly boo. 
It's just not a spy <laughs> cool. movie. It's cool. definitely a spy movie. It, it, it is. I mean, if you can accept North by Northwest and um, Enemy of the State, you have to embrace Captain America and the Winter Soldier. It's the same principle. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Literally. <laughs> same principle. Yeah. Um... Oh, Andy Hyde, you could have said sneakers if we're talking Robert Redford. I've heard of sneakers. I, why is Sidney Poitier in sneakers or yeah, directed he sneakers? He no, he's in it from what I saw. I haven't seen the film, but I read it to them again. Mm. I was like too late. And I would have loved to have honored him today. Nico, you simply don't want to piss the aliens off and start an interstellar war, says Francis Lalonde. Yeah. Gavin Mann says, remember Greece won the musical polls. Don't remind me. Francis Lalonde said, shout out for Anaconda. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Anaconda's great fun. Oh, man. Um, look, guys, I get it. Sorry, if, you do- if, if you're doing that, sorry, I just saw one comment that lit up. because I'm Which so one? It's from Frank, and I thank you for this, Frank. Best quote of 2022 so far. Just watch the MCU, then fuck off back to Mars. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cool. AJ, I know what your number one is. Come on, let's have it. Of course, bro. I, I'm actually shocked that you... I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, which one was... Okay, screw it. Which Not one was with it because my number one? It had to be Goldeneye. Oh. It had to be. It is my favourite James Bond. Like you, we have the same favourite James Bond. I'll let you actually recall about Goldeneye in a sec. Let me go with my number two. Oh, this is what which, yeah. James Bond, kind of like Mission Impossible went in bombastic directions. Goldeneye, I still think was, I, I love that film, but it's definitely more on the bombastic side than on the Agreed. spy espionage side. Much like with Mission Impossible, you preferred Ghost Protocol. I said, in keeping with the list, I preferred the first Mission Impossible. I think the closest we have ever got to James Bond being a pure on the ground, not too many gadgets, out and out spy, Casino Royale. From Russia with love. From Russia with love. I think that is pure James Bond goodness on a small level. It's a tight film. Robert Shaw's in it. You know, Quint from from Jaws. Um, But, bro, I think that is as close to James Bond has been to being a pure spy. That's that's why it made the list. Is it my favorite? Absolutely not. Goldeneye is the one. But as a so, spy film from Russia with Love, I think is more of a pure spy film. So, and why would you ever think I would pick Casino Royale? What the fuck? Taking the piss. You you said as much as like no gadgets and what have you. Like there was nothing in Casino Royale. This is you know it's a different angle. That, it was just Frank Torres knows. Yes. 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 Goldeneye yes. best in 64 video game, second best. Goldeneye best in 64 game and historic first person shooter. The I love greatest... how we both had second best, but we had two different complete answers there because I know your um, link. Legend of Zelda, the Ocarina of yeah. Time, the greatest game ever made. Yeah, I was obviously no mercy just because of the hours of fun. But Goldeneye is to... <laughs> right, I get it. You see, the problem is it all comes down, again, Russia with Love, I think, is one of those omissions because now I'm going to do the rest of the bond now that Mr. Craig has been firmly buried in my Bond franchise. I'm now going to do the rest of them in order. Um, when it comes to a spy, there are many different assets to it. There's the 
there's the tactical that you could appreciate. Why do you have this smile? I feel there's going to be. No, because I like that we're going into a kind of AJ, uh, the world according to AJ. Yeah, I love it. When no, 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 no. But you've got your tactical, which is in the, 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 the skill of CIA training or MI6 training in a Jason Bourne form. Yeah. You've got the undercover shit, which you might want to quote from Mission Impossible. I'm only doing that mainly because of the face mask pulling more than anything else mm. and the fact that they're an offshoot of the CIA. And then you've got the gadgets. And for some reason, that's what blows into my mind more than anything else. It's the mad it's the fun part. The, yeah, the fun part of it. And that's what always sticks out to me. And no film, especially when it comes to it. Like, if we're going to talk about Spy, just I'll the just other leave, week... I'll just we... leave this here. Love it. <laughs> and Frank Torres, Alex Trevelyan, for England, James. No, Bond? no, me. for me. Exactly. Like, there are so many classic lines from this. Now... The other day we were talking. The other a couple of episodes ago, we were talking about the 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 standout. Um, when I said greatest spy or something, and I can't remember what it was. We was talking about how the killing of Bond, and you was like, "There is no argument. This is the most legendary character." Hmm. Fact. So with that, so if we're going to talk about that character with the longest legacy of James Bond, when it comes to top ten spies, he he had to be that one. Now, when I take this, and I've not got the legacy that everyone else hasn't seen all 25 no and sadly i've seen the dude that most people tend to hate but it happened i finished it it's done we're gonna cut onto the rest yeah pierce brosnan was is my bond it's not was yep. is still my bond is, funny is, enough, is, is. it's so funny because i i was gonna watch the i was part watching the taylor of panama which is like 2002, right after he finished. And he's playing a bond <laughs> he's playing that's fucking boring too i've seen that that's Again, fucking boring I couldn't get into it. Better than Tinker Taylor, but still bad. I, I, I started to have issues with Le Carre, if I'm honest, but we won't get into that. But I was like, here we are. The first thing he does after being Bond is play a spy, <laughs> the kid over in the MI6 building, because he has cemented his part. Even Remington still, everyone's watching him like he should be Bond. And if we're going to talk about Pierce Brosnan's defining Bond movie, it was his first outing in GoldenEye. So everything that instantly comes to me, if I'm ever going to think of the word spy, I'm instantly going to GoldenEye and it would be stupid of me to lie and try and say anything else. This is, it, it, it just, if I ever picture James Bond as the standout, all the gadgets, the madness, the fancy cars, the lasers, the, like, the, the watches who do shit, the, the flying out of planes, everything, James Bond, GoldenEye delivered it for me. In the way you've just described it as a James Bond movie, sure, as a spy movie from Russia with Love. Again, I'm, I'm going to put hands up as I haven't seen it, so I can't really comment, but I appreciate Connery. <laughs> it's the best I can say on that, and just leave it at that. Um, yeah, but from what I'm looking for in a spy movie, GoldenEye is what has it. So now we have this ultimate debate of there's James Bond obviously has to be on the list. Which one would we go for? Well, does he? I'm kidding. Of course, James Bond has to. Be <laughs> I, was, I was waiting to hear what argument was coming next. Was be like, no, 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 no. When you talk about spy, James Bond's the most famous spy. He has to be, bro. I think the chat will agree with me, and I'm removing my favorite James Bond film ever and my favorite James Bond actor by doing this. I legitimately believe, as a spy, poll from Russia with Love trounces Golden Eye. I have not got the knowledge. As long as James Bond is in there, I'll accept whatever it is. And furthermore, it's Connery, who's like my second favourite Bond, so I'm not going to shit on it at all. So you're happy uh, with that, yeah? If it's from Russia with love, it's from Russia with love. Okay. 
Uh, nearly put the spy who loved me for some reason. <laughs> oh, excuse me. I'm looking at the spy who shagged me. Sorry, that made me go go cross franchise. Okay, cool. So we've got our first one. Hitchcock obviously has to be in there. Commonality, both of our number four. Quintessential viewing if the aliens come down. Yes, you have to see an Alfred Hitchcock movie, right? Yep. Cool. Now where do we go? Because I think it's a bit redundant putting a Bourne movie and a Mission Impossible movie and a James Bond movie all on a Rushmore. Kind of kind of yawn. But it's kind of what's expected in the same vein, isn't it? It's like... This is the shit that Mixed Memory Billy was criticizing us for on Twitter the other day. Don't go too poor. Don't go too commercial. Okay, cool. So then, like, the only other thing, and this is with love and respect, Mixed Memory Billy, like, I, I'm very happy to go out there and put Razi out there, but I know it's just going to get trounced. Okay, we're doing it for education, but... Margo? Okay, that will shut me up. <laughs> the only other one that's a commonality, bro, is True Lies. But I don't... Again, I'm with True you Lies, I am not putting it. my movie on to get destroyed by Hitchcock. That's not happening. If Enemy of the State wasn't the fucking carbon copy of North by Normal First, I would have really had a good argument for that. The only other one, I mean, and it's to lean into the diverse would be an Austin Powers. Just put Austin Powers. <laughs> it'll, it'll get killed. I mean, everything is going to get killed. The fucking North by Northwest is going to wreck this poll. Um, here's one. I'll ask you, AJ, and I'll ask, I'll ask the audience. Um, phone a friend. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Chris Tarrant. Um, but if you were to go, would you go Jason Bourne or would you go Ethan Hunt? This is what was troubling me. I I want to lean Ethan mainly for the fact that I've done every Mission Impossible, but that's a, that's an unfair bias. I think I would have gone Ethan anyway. If I'm I honest. think so too. Tucker says, says has Tenet been mentioned? Nope, Tenet hasn't been mentioned. Tenet is an awkward film. I think Tenet's the movie where people have given Nolan a pass, you know. It's like, okay, you finally made one which we're not mm, crazy about. Maybe you get a pass. It's an awkward film. I'm not going to say I dislike it, but I'm not going to say I'm over the moon with it either. Guys, I need votes. Ethan Hunt or Jason Bourne? Andy Hart says Bourne Identity. Frank Torres says Ethan Hunt. Francis Lalonde says Ethan Hunt. We're two to one. I need a bit more here, please. Um, I'm kind of leaning Ethan Hunt as well. I think I am. But I... this is a good question. Pedro Sancto says, which entry from the trend franchise? Am I one an identity? I as a spy film, if we're going identity. down the from Russia with love food, if we're going down the from Russia with love route versus Goldeneye, then surely we'd have to do Mission Impossible One over MI4. Because we're going pure spy spy here, right? Again, on Twitter, we don't have time to elaborate why yeah, no, we're no, no. picking, so we have to be you know, do you know why we're on that though? Yeah. Mm. If we're talking about a different form of spy movie, mm. Bourne is kind of different. We're talking about the spy who was left for dead by his team, actually, completely out of it and has to retrace and regain the knowledge. He's got the skills in inbuilt in him, but ooh. And it's got a better narrative. It's got a better narrative than MI1. It's got a simpler narrative. I don't know if I'd say it was better. By the way, the, the chat's exploded here. Everyone's saying Mission Impossible 1. Yeah, screw it. Mission Impossible it is then. I was just being a bit of devil's advocate there because I, I am Team Ethan over Jason. No disrespect. No, oh, bro, I'm with you all day long. Have you got Have you got the four then? Ready to oh, rock and roll? Let's do this. 
Let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, the official movie Mount Rushmore of spy movies as picked by Pedro Santos. Follow him on Twitter at Pedro S-R-N. In no particular order is... From Russia with Love. Our second entry is... North by Northwest. Our third entry is... Argo. Our final entry into... The movie Mount Rushmore of spy movies is... Mission Impossible. Pedro Sanctos has given us a Rushmore as well. Funeral in Berlin, Notorious, The Lives of Others, 4 Munich, 5 The Spy Who Came In From The Cold. Gavin Mann's got his top 10 as well. The Lives of Others, Naked Gun, 33 and the 3rd. Rogue One is a great shout, which I toyed with. Men in Black, uh, True Lies, thank you. Uh, Team America, fuck yeah. Um, never seen that, never got around to doing that. Just yeah, you don't like South Park comedy, it won't be for you. Bridge of Spies, Born Ultimatum, Der Tunnel, and Inter Infernal of the Fuck! Hong Kong movie that The Departed was based on. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Ah, shit, mate. Oh, I'm really angry at myself for forgetting that. You couldn't have stayed doing your DIY, could you, Gavin? You had to. <laughs> <laughs> he put down the hammer just to hammer it into your head what you fucking forgot. Damn. Yeah. Frank Torres knows. Best Mission Impossible theme, Limp Biscuit. Take oh, yeah. a look oh, around. Yeah. My oh, yeah. guy. Sure. Where's Borland sure. on the guitar? Yes, my bro. Yeah, that was fun. That was fun. Mixed memorabilia says that's a lot fairer than I thought it would be. Yay! <laughs> hey, we passed, we passed the test. <laughs> we passed. Oh man. Okay, that was good. That was good. Now, AJ, wrap it up. Tell people. Okay, guys. So as we said at the top of the show. Um, yeah. We oh, sorry, just before you do, Francis Lalonde says number one, North by Northwest, number two, Mission Impossible, three, Argo, four, the spy who came in from the cold. I'm gonna need to see the spy who came in from yeah, the cold. We brought up a few down right now. Cool. Um, oh shit! To see, to see lists. Spy who came in from the cold. Give me one sec, and then I'll do my spiel. I just need to add this. Okay, in from cold. That would do for now because people are waiting on me. All right. Okay, guys. So we the Silver Screen dudes have taken the almighty challenge to vote for the top top four must see films uh. of this genre, which is spy movies. Now the challenge goes over to you, the screeners. This is where it gets very difficult because we, the silver screeners, will just be retweeting good old JT of We Love Movies, movie polls for you. And it will be on our page, at Movie MT Rushmore. The four films that we just mentioned. From Russia with Love, Mission Impossible, North by Northwest, and Argo. Yeah, that's the one. I didn't have my phone there. <laughs> my my, my memory's real bad, guys, I swear to you. So, in order to vote for the best of the best of the best, El Capitan, El Numero Uno, and, to quote Highlander, the one. There can be only uh. one. All you have to do is head on over, guys, to the Twitter pages. We will be retweeting, so there is no double vote. And just, just cast your vote. Last week, you heard what the winner was. Congratulations. And, yeah, that's the one. Um, uh, Yeah, my spill has had to kind of remix. <laughs> so I didn't build it the way I normally do. But, yeah, um, four solid movies out there, um, even though I've yeah. not seen one of them. 
And yeah, just 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 head on over. It's up there for three days. We will be pinning it. You might have to scroll down a bit more on We Love Movies. But it's there. So thank you very much once again, guys. The the consistent love from you guys is absolutely amazing. Like you've brought the love from 2021 right into 2022. And that's why February shall continue next week. And yeah, that, that that's the one, guys. So thank you very much. Um, oh. The other thing, of course, you can always watch this and just press the share link on your Facebook or on your YouTube. But you might have some people that need a podcast. And I just need a good podcast. Please do recommend this. We do truly appreciate this. And I might say, but where is this movie, Matt Rushmore? That's simple. We are on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Deezer, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, Podchaser, TuneIn, Stitcher, Geo7. And all they have to do is look for movie Mount Rushmore. Cool. We've got one last question. Guys, thank you all for joining us as always. Mixed Memorabilia says, great show. Thank you. Pedro Sancto says, thank you all for a great time. Guys, thank you really for joining us. Frank Francis Lawrence says, cool, thanks all. Pedro Sancto says, what's next week's topic? Pedro, it's really funny you mentioned that because, my friend, you are a double whammy here in Fanuary. Next week is also a topic that you picked. And our topic next week is top 10 movies. Thank you, Pedro. Top 10 movies about musicians. I'm really looking forward to that. Okay, guys, I'm biopics really like my jam. So that. it's gonna be yeah. Not that I wasn't in. Listen, fan is always fun because you guys either open up or just give us a chance to. Yes, yes, yeah. I do. You know what? I have a few films to tick off, but I will. I will. Yeah, mixed memorabilia. I will watch Amoris Paros by this week. Yes, I will have my my feedback next week. Frank Torres says awesome show see you next week thank you guys you are all welcome thank you all uh, if you do want to give a quick thumbs up to the YouTube video or to the Facebook video that does help us in the algorithm so that would be really appreciated guys, do you know what if I could be really cheeky if you could share it as well just yeah, I really should do it on top of the show share it on your Twitter feeds bring some friends bring yeah. some friends bring some movie friends with you help us grow thank you <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, let's, let's let the family grow guys yeah, Tucky says, thank you guys as always. Gavin Mann says, 24th of January is World Education Day. Top 10 films about teachers. We'll do that one maybe late in February, just because we've got our January slate completely full already, Gavin. But, TBC. We'll work yeah, on it. Pedro, you're most welcome. Uh, Francis Lawn says, Buddy Holly story. Adding that to my list now. <laughs> buddy holly story uh buddy holly story more watching to do and that is the show um, <laughs> so, yeah. it feels a bit yeah, weird yeah. doing it without the actual uh, ending of the rushmore but we'll get used to it guys you can find us on twitter at movie mt rushmore you can find us right here on the youtube channel silver screen dudes you can find us on all the podcast places that aj mentioned do like the video if you have liked our content please guys but just share it maybe on your twitter feeds if if you want like no pressure but like if you do want like to share say hey this is what i watch on a tuesday night it's fun to come join me he's so appreciated like wouldn't um, you guys would appreciate i know but like it's, it's not forced at the same time i'm not guilt tripping you but it does help we love this community and it's just engaging in that chat and just a bit more back and forth with more people you know what it's like is i think frank torres said it's kind of like a big fucked up book club family yeah it's great exactly exactly so we'll leave it there and we'll see you guys next tuesday same time same place right here on the movie matt rushmore show silver screen dudes on youtube 8 30 p.m british time see ya, see ya.